Bye. The Common Man and T-Bone podcast is brought to you by Care Heating and Cooling. Cold or sweaty is no way to go through life. Call my guys at Care Heating and Cooling for all your heating and cooling needs. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. And stay tuned after the podcast for special bonus content from past shows. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I, with the, no, no, I'm, and, and, and what I, what I was, and I don't know, but I, I. Bye. Welcome to the, the dumbest, dumbest part, part of, of your day. day. This is Common Man and T-Bone. They were probably sitting around the dinner table arguing with a friend, saying, I'm more American than you, and then a bald eagle crashed <laughs> right through the face. Guys, can you just do that? Pass the acid. <laughs> the sugar goo? <laughs> you communist? How dare you? <laughs> Featuring Panama Ted. Shut up, Ted! Five minute delays with Leanna Ray. You guys like Bjork? And random sounds from the internet. Yes, sir! Shavaka do! You wanna sack? The guy is drunk! Watch your profanity! Would you not eat my pants? Ah! This is Man and Bone. <laughs> Happy Thursday! Welcome in. Hello, Bone. Hello, man. Oh, we have a big show today. Bone of Education coming up at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. What are we learning today, Boner? We're going to learn about the interstate highway system. Obviously, a lot of those roads getting plowed today, so figured we'd talk about how we actually got the highway system, and hopefully you're not driving on it today if you're in central Ohio anyway, because it's a mess right now. We have Would You Rather... In the 5 o'clock hour, send in your Would You Rather tweets at Man and Bone 971 your chance to win fabulous prizes. Uh, first things first, Buckeye game tonight, scheduled uh, against Iowa, has been postponed. Iowa couldn't get out of Iowa City yesterday like they were planning on. Nothing to do with the weather. Their plane apparently was broke, which is a problem. Um, they tried to get out today, and then they had weather issues today, so they postponed the game. So now the Buckeyes have two Big Ten teams to play again, both home games, Nebraska and Iowa, before the season's up. Yeah, I uh, I, I know this one is not COVID-related, but given we've had so many COVID cancellations and postponements, like I'm just really ready to get back to a season where we actually get to see all the games happen when they're supposed to? In the to? order they're supposed to and yes, when they're scheduled too. to and everything else. That's frustrating. Paul Keels was doing about 19 hours of prep for this game this week. And again, it won't go to waste. He'll still have it. But he's probably the angriest guy out of everybody that they're not <laughs> playing this game. Yeah, I wish people got to see what we see every day. Because, I mean, you know, Paul does sports centers. You hear him on here sometimes doing those. And he obviously has to travel to these games too and call them. But... The rest of his day, for people who wonder, like, what does it take to be a broadcaster, you know, the voice of the Buckeyes or that level of broadcaster? I mean, it's a full day. He comes in and is here pretty much the same time you and I are, if not longer. And then it's all just him watching film, yeah, writing research, down notes, figuring out how to say people's names, stuff oh, like yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's getting all that stuff ready to go for every game that he does. So, yes, that seems like something maybe that'd be interesting to do for, the the big game in the Big Ten, you know, or or a a top five matchup, right? But he also has to do it for every other school that the Buckeyes play. Yeah, he's got to know Ooey Pooey the way he knows the Michigan roster for the football game. Like it's that's a tough deal. So I uh, I I appreciate the work that goes into what he does. 
So here is the latest and I suppose the final word on Jim Harbaugh leaving Michigan. He won't. He's going to be returning. The whole situation is very weird. Um, clearly he wanted to leave and wasn't offered by the Minnesota Vikings. Did you read the uh, the Florio piece on this oh, today? Yes, it, it, it is amazing to me who Florio picks and chooses to carry the water for. And he went to bat for Jim Harbaugh like I've never seen anybody do before. I rarely do this, but I want to read you a little bit of Mike Florio's piece. Go right And ahead. this is exactly what he wants, right? He wants people talking about him. He wants the clicks on profootballtalk.com, and I'm going to give it to him. He starts by this, by saying this, by all accounts and appearances, Michigan coach Jim Harbaugh wanted to join the Vikings. By all accounts and appearances, the Vikings weren't fully sold on Harbaugh. It apparently got awkward with Harbaugh basically treating the move as a done deal during his interview, like Michael Scott did when he wanted to want, went to corporate assuming incorrectly he was getting Jan's job. That reference is lost on me. I'm sure you get it, Bone. <laughs> Uh, With Harbaugh, everything is a little awkward, but so what? He wins. After multiple years of creating the impression that being just good enough was good enough for ownership, the Vikings declare that they intend to compete for championships. They truly intend to do that. They should have hired Harbaugh. Fortune favors the brave, they say. The Vikings ultimately weren't brave enough to roll the dice on a guy who has generated plenty of sevens, when sevens are good. Instead, they're opting for the predictable, unpredictable, plucking the latest product from the Sean McVay assembly line and hoping that a guy who never was a head coach and who's never called plays will be able to effectively do a job he's never done. Meanwhile, Harbaugh's been an effective head coach for 19 years. I would have hired Harbaugh if it didn't work. There would have been the next flavor of the month, lather, rinse, repeat, cookie-cutter candidate from one of the Super Bowl teams like there is every year. All right. Before we discuss... Number one, good for you for reading the entire thing that Florio wrote on that subject and not vomiting all over the microphone. Well, that's that's the thing, man. Look, before we discuss what this does for Michigan and how they react to this and... All of that. Let's let's just break down what Jim Harbaugh is for a second, because Mike Florio doesn't know diddly squat about college football. I don't know if he can put his ego aside long enough to admit that to all of you, but I'm here to tell you Mike Florio knows nothing about college football. Mike Florio would probably consider Jim Harbaugh's entire tenure at Michigan to be a success. We know the truth. Jim Harbaugh has underachieved. He finally did something, did something last year, and everybody's talking about him like he's been successful the entire time and how he's the second coming of Bo Schembechler. It makes no sense to me. From the professional standpoint, Jim Harbaugh has not coached an NFL team in seven years. The rub on him then was that he was weird and couldn't relate to other people. Jim Harbaugh showed up at a job interview, apparently weird and unable to relate to anybody who was in that room thinking he already had the job. If you already had reservations about a guy being weird and not relating to people, and he shows up being weird and not relating to people, why the hell would the Vikings hire him to be their new head coach? That makes no sense to me. 
Now, doesn't make any sense to me either. It's also weird that Florio characterizes this move of hiring Kevin O'Connell as the safe move. Like, this is a guy, as he points out in his argument, that doesn't have any experience doing this, and that Jim Harbaugh, the quote-unquote risky or you know he said fortune favors the brave and they weren't brave and didn't hire Jim Harbaugh it's like going and hiring a retread coach who yes got to a Super Bowl but hasn't done a lot since I mean sure you could easily say Jim Harbaugh's resume is better than Kevin Connell's Kevin O'Connell's resume him too but I don't understand how that's more brave than taking a shot on a guy that it's a much bigger in in many ways, it's a much bigger gamble, right? That Kevin O'Connell might not work out, and then you have to go hire someone else. And he was not a relative unknown, but certainly someone who does have that next level to even show you he's done. Jim Harbaugh, you can argue, is more like a, a John Gruden type hire where you're saying, well, I know he did it before, so let's just be safe and assume he'll do it again and ignore all the problems that now different ones for Jim Harbaugh than John Gruden, obviously, but... The problems that follow Jim Harbaugh are that he's not going to be able to relate to his players very well, and he burns out a lot of people around him. So is that a with that? I don't understand how that's like. I don't know the 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 bold move to go do. They there's a lot of teams that probably have thought let's give Jim Harbaugh a shot, and they just never did it. Instead, the Vikings are going to go with Kevin O'Connell. They're going to go with a guy who's got less proven track record. Well, and I understand why, too. First of all, you have two boy genius coaches in the Super Bowl this year, and we always talk about how it's a reactionary league, and teams tend to look at what is successful and want to copy that. Maybe they shouldn't. The other side of that, though, is they just kind of had Jim Harbaugh and Mike Zimmer, did they not? The grizzled veteran coach who's sort of no-nonsense guy, and maybe they want a complete change from that guy. Wouldn't you? Yeah, I would think so. And I think we're also, I mean, to the final thing I have to say on the Vikings is it does not matter what you do at head coach to some level, right? I mean, you've got to get someone who's competent at running an organization of people. You've got to get someone who is you know, relatable to their players. If that's an age thing, if that's just a personality thing, I don't know that that necessarily matters, right? You know, you got guys like Andy Reid and Bruce Arians also winning Super Bowls in the last five years. And and now you've got two of the younger guys making it as well. But either way, you have to get that quarterback position correct. That is the thing. And And secondarily to that is get the whole damn defense right and you're good. Like if you have a quarterback or a coach rather that's competent enough to not piss off half the locker room, knows how to handle a few crises when they come up, and also is able to relate to most of the players in the locker room, keep them happy and feeling good, go get great players and a great quarterback and let that happen. The coach is not nearly the thing, right? I, I think it's good for organizations in the NFL to look around and say, yeah, we, we, we need to get a good coach. We need to get a great quarterback. And I don't think Jim Harbaugh or anybody else is going to change your organization enough to justify, you know, bringing him in if you have your serious reservations, which apparently they did. So what does this do now for Michigan? How do they come back from this? If they think they even have to come back from this, maybe they, maybe they look at this whole situation and say, we won. But did they really? We'll discuss that coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. 
Good afternoon. Watch out for slowdowns on I-71 northbound after Greenlawn Avenue. A disabled vehicle on the right side of that area. Please be cautious. As traffic continues to build, plan about a 10 to 15 minute backup in the meantime. This traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low-down payments and flexible payment options to help the customer stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them on the web for your fast and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean-out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. The dumb is strong with this show. You're listening to Man and Bone. Hello. Happy Thursday. Stay safe in the icy white death. Would You Rather is coming up at 534. Send in your Would You Rather tweets at Man and Bone 971. Your chance to win fabulous prizes. Talking about Jim Harbaugh staying at Michigan. I was going to say shunning Minnesota, but that's not the way it was. He wanted the job. Vikings didn't want to give him the job. He was apparently creepy and weird at the interview yesterday, which took place on National Letter of Intent signing day. Look, I don't know how Michigan fans feel about this, that Jim Harbaugh is coming back, but what you have, if it bothers you, is Jim Harbaugh went to a hotel room to have sex with another woman. Now, the fact that he didn't cheat on you has nothing to do with him coming to his senses and realizing, oh, my God, what did I do? I I left my one true love at home for this instant gratification. No, he came back home not having had sex with the woman, but it's because the woman didn't show up, not because he all of a sudden had some sort of change of heart. So how does this make you feel as a Michigan fan with Jim Harbaugh sort of coming back with his tail between his legs saying, yeah, all right, I guess I got that out of my system. I'm yours forever. Well, Mike, how do you think it makes most of those people feel? Because how would it make any sports fan feel, right? What what happens when you think a, a coach is leaving, a player's leaving, like a free agent, right? Let's say it's in pro sports and it's a free agent who's leaving. Or or in college, now you got transfers, guys doing that. There are a lot of people who instantly are like, well, all right, well, we, we, can, we can get by without him. What are we going to do? Who's the next guy? What are we doing? Yeah, we can make this work. Like... There were a lot of Michigan fans who kind of said, well, then screw that guy for doing that, and who's going to be the next coach, and where do we go from here, and are we going to be able to beat Ohio State? Now, all of a sudden, that guy comes crawling back and says, just kidding, guys, I'm here. Uh, with an enthusiasm unknown oh, to mankind. But I, but I really want to be here. I promise you. Yeah. I'm never leaving again. Those who stay will be champions. All that Schembechler crap that he likes to peddle as his own. That's just... Man, that that's that's typical for this guy, and he knows it. He already has told the you know Michigan AD right Ward Manuel, who I always think is one of the characters on Leave It to Beaver. But, Ward Cleaver, yes. Right. He he said, "Don't worry, it's a one-time deal. Next year, going forward, this is not going to be an issue. I'm here." Yeah, until some other team starts batting their eyes at you. Yeah, you know who this honestly reminds me of 
is a guy that he's pretty familiar with and a guy that he could never beat, Urban Meyer. Not Urban here, but remember Urban at Florida when he had those issues where you know he had the health concerns, he said, I'm going to step away, I'm going to not coach this team. And then he took a little bit of time and said, no, 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 never mind. I'm going to come back and coach this year. And it was kind of like, oh, okay, so he, so he is back. Right? There was like a one-year period where he coached for just one more year and then eventually was like, no, I can't do it. I got to get out of here. Yes. Like, it feels more like that's what Harbaugh's likely to do next year, at least to me. Now, he can say all he wants. That's done. I'm over. I'm ready to be here at Michigan forever. And maybe he's genuine, but you'll have to excuse about everyone else on the planet Earth who knows about the situation for not believing him. Uh, Dolphins owner Stephen Ross says the allegations made against him by uh, former head coach whose name escapes me at this moment. Who that? Brian Flores. Why did I just blank on his name? That's all right. Uh, the allegations made against him are false. There's two separate issues at hand here. Now, you can go read his quotes if you want to. And John Elway came out today, too, and said, I... You know, I I don't like this attack on my credibility. This is false. I have to defend myself. And, you know, may, maybe Brian Flores is mistaken, or in the words of Roger Clemens, he's misremembering. I have no idea. Or maybe he's telling the truth, and these guys are too embarrassed to admit that he's telling the truth, because legally there are implications there. But I do want to get back to this idea of paying for losses and tanking, which, by the way, the NFL has come out and said, you know, when we issued that that blanket denial, uh, we were talking about the, you know, the racial bias in hiring processes. We're going to defend that, but we're going to investigate all this other stuff about owners paying for losses. Okay, well, we'll see what type of investigation they do or how that turns out to be. I think you and I think we know how that's going to go. Well, we where ask, the NFL is going to side. We can ask the uh, Washington commandos or whatever they're called now about how that went because they they got a 10 million dollar fine you remember this past summer do we know why no it was it was in relation to whatever was found in their investigation of the sexual harassment claims made by former employees of that organization but none of that's been made public because roger goodell says i want to respect everyone's privacy namely daniel snyder's privacy of not letting everyone know how much of a giant creep he is but Whatever, that's that's what I expect from the NFL out of yeah. whatever investigation they do is we won't find out about it. Now, there's two there's two issues really at hand here. You talked about this the other day about how, you know, the system is currently broken. It incentivizes losing to get better. What you should actually do is, you know, tinker with these rules to where the first team out of the playoffs gets the number one pick. And I agree with you, but that's a that's a separate conversation. As of now... These teams are operating under the current rules, which is the worst team in the league gets the, in theory, best player in the upcoming draft. And I, I don't necessarily have a problem with an organizational plan that says, quite frankly, guys, it's not in our best interest to be competitive or win right now under the current rules that they're playing. Now, that's a different story than... You know, going out and actually bribing a coach on game day to lose games. To me, there is a clear separation there. What happens on the field on Sunday, the coach should try and win that game. But from an organizational standpoint, are you shocked 
that there are teams out there that say, you know what, we got a two-year window where we're going to suck here, but the idea is to get better, just like you would have a, a startup business that says, guys, we're not going to make any money the first couple of years. What we have to do is take all the money that we do make and invest it, and we're going to go in the red, but hopefully by year three, we're going to start to see some fruits of our labor. That's what NFL teams are doing right now. And when I see quotes from, you know, Hugh Jackson is just an opportunist. He likes to... You know, pick up everybody else's pieces and say, oh, yeah, me too. Here's I was outraged, too. I was offended, too. It's like, okay, were you really offended? Are guys in the league unaware of how the league actually works? I hope they work to change the league. But to me, that aspect of it isn't necessarily breaking news, is it? Yeah, well, Hugh did a little interview with ESPN yesterday, which I think tells you everything you need to know about what he's talking about. Because he was asked in that interview if he was explicitly approached by ownership or anyone in the front office to tank and that you would be incentivized for it. And he said, what I was approached by is understanding what the four-year plan was. I think if we understood the mechanics of it and how it was laid out, I never knew that plan would lead to those things because I didn't understand it. I'm being very honest. So he's saying more or less that it was not something that I fully grasped that we were going to be that bad but then they gave me, you know, a new contract after the poor performances that the team turned in with me as the head coach. So that's what he's claiming is the payment. So what's he saying? They should have they should have fired him sooner well, than right. they he's did. He's saying he's saying I didn't understand this plan. I thought we were still going to try to win. It turns out we didn't. And then when I was bad, they paid me a bunch of money. Ergo, I was getting paid to tank. He's not saying that he tanked on purpose and took cash payments for it or that anyone came to him and said that. And again, please understand I am a Browns fan. I am not trying to defend this stupid organization and I'm not trying to necessarily rip down Hugh Jackson. I am saying if, if the Haslam's did this, Jimmy Haslam's a freaking criminal. All right. More or less like the guy got away with a bunch of stuff with his business and then they had to pay a bunch of fines to the federal government. I have no problem throwing Jimmy Haslam under the bus. That's not the issue here. The issue is what we have in this situation is a guy in Hugh Jackson saying something that's kind of not really the actual thing that happened. And I, I don't understand what he wanted instead. So you, he wanted ownership to come to him and say, hey, Hugh, you're losing a lot. You're fired. Yeah, I, I. That's the alternative. No, I mean, I'm. I, trust me, I'm not going to defend this organization if they did something like purposely paying to lose games. No, but, but you you understand that you know some of the stuff he's saying is like, yeah, we were incentivized by how many draft picks we we had. It's like, yeah, you're you're building towards something. That's those are goals that businesses set out. Where do we want to be at the end of the year? How do we want to try and right this ship? How many draft picks do we want to have so that we're not in this position again? I understand that philosophy. Yeah, I do too. I I, I don't like the philosophy. I don't, I don't like either. that that's incentivized. And like you said, there are there are ways to fix that, but under the current rules that these teams are operating under, which by the way, they're they have the power to change those rules if they want to. The owners can get together and change those rules if they feel like the system is unfair. They're just trying. This is how you build competitive teams. No, I know. It's, it's, it's a bad system, but everyone is aware of how it works, and they all do it. Every, every team out there will do this in a couple years if their team is awful. If they're smart, they will look at their roster and say, we need to clean house. That's why I like the Texans thing with David Culley. That's why that made no sense firing him like 
they they got rid they didn't have their all pro quarterback who is obviously out for a variety of reasons many of which are legal they they sent off some of their best players and traded them away for picks picks and then they went out and won four games not not zero but they won four with nobody on the roster and then yeah. they fired the guy in charge of that i i could see why david cully might be a little frustrated that he got fired it's not his fault that team sucked we have some Ryan Day news, and what are the Bengals up to this week? We'll tell you coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for a disabled vehicle on I-71 northbound after Greenlawn Avenue. It is causing slowdowns in that area. Please be careful as traffic continues to build and plan on delays in the meantime. This traffic report is sponsored by Mucinex 12 Hour. Did you know that doctors use Mucinex? That's right. Mucinex is the number one OTC brand doctors trust for themselves and their families. So with cold and flu season upon us, why would you use anything else? Grab Mucinex and put yourself back in control. Available at CVS. I'm the NRA with fan traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Picture a sports talk show, but without all those pesky sports getting in the way. This is Common Man and T-Bone. It is Would You Rather Thursday. Send in your Would You Rather tweets at Man and Bone 971 Your chance to win fabulous prizes. What are the Bengals up to this week, you ask? Let me tell you. They're practicing at the Bearcats indoor facility this week. <laughs> Look, isn't man. It, isn't it great that the... One of the two teams participating in the Super Bowl had to come to the college team in town and say, excuse yeah. me, can we use your facilities? Ours are not up to snuff. You and I talked about this, you know, leading up to the Chiefs game where, you know, Bengals win two playoff games and now all of a sudden the, read, the, the media wants to write these fluff pieces about Mike Brown and, oh, it's so good to see him winning, and he's respected, and all he cares about is winning, and, you know, Marvin comes out and slobbers on his knob, and all of this stuff. Look, if somebody gave me that type of money for 17 years, I'd probably think he could do no wrong, too. But let's not confuse things, all right? If if winning was the ultimate goal for Mike Brown, if... You know, putting forth a first-class organization was his number one priority. We wouldn't be talking about this team being forced to practice at a college facility because this two owner is too cheap to have free food in the cafeteria or an indoor practice facility. Yeah, the stories we've heard from, you know, various players who have come through here and done shows with us or we've interviewed over the years who talk about their times trying out or being on the team or all well, any of that. story about the team shop? Do you remember that one? I forget who it was, but yes, a, a, it, player, a player went in to work out for the Bengals. They invited him in, and something happened where he didn't bring the right stuff or the airline lost his well, luggage. Well, I think it was he brought like his regular workout stuff and was not remembering or was not aware that they didn't have an indoor facility and it was right, you know, right, right. a cold weather day. And so he, something was basically like, Hey, I'm going to need a sweatshirt, sweatpants, whatever. And they said, Oh yeah, it's great. 
you can go to the team shop and they're available yeah. for purchase. And, and, they, and they made them buy it. <laughs> also, you have a lot of offensive or defensive linemen or sizes. I mean, I'm not saying that I don't remember which player it was, but if it was someone that level big, right? Like, I mean, if you're, I don't know, a 5'11 corner, they probably got something in your size. But if you're 6'5", 320, I don't know if they got that just hanging off the rack. That's that's such a weird... Anyway, it's all weird, and the Bengals are weird when it comes to how they do this stuff. And you you're, you said winning may not be Mike Brown's absolute priority, which I I know sounds a little weird for a team that is going to the Super Bowl. But I don't think it's wrong because... It can be true that a guy can luck into something or he can have good people underneath of him that, given the parameters they're allowed to work under, they make the right deals and they find the right players. They they draft the right pieces like Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. And suddenly you are winning enough to go to a Super Bowl. That is a lot different than saying, we will do whatever it takes to build this organization the right way from a facility standpoint and no and clearly I, I he that, does not he has not done that what what aggravates me too about this narrative sometimes with mike brown is that people phrase it like he's lower middle class or something yes i <laughs> he's not he's not david tepper who is the richest owner in the nfl at like 14 billion dollars right he doesn't have 14 billion dollars he is still a billionaire nfl owner all right? He's not like the plucky guy who lives next door to you. He has the money. And even if, let's just say, let's just say he doesn't have the cold hard cash, which is ridiculous. All right? We talk about all the time how these rich dummies can go and borrow money like you and I cannot. Right? These, right. these banks bend over backwards with little to no interest, lending these money, this money to rich people. If he wanted to, he could fund an outdoor practice facility like that. Yeah. This isn't an issue of him diving into the piggy bank and, oh, I just don't have it. It's just never been a priority. I know, man. And it's, it's so frustrating, too, because if you're going to say the guy just doesn't have the funds to do Get stuff like here. that. That's BS. Well, does Hamilton County have the funds to continue to pay for that stadium? I mean, that horrible deal they gave. Great deal for him. Horrible deal for them. Did you see that whole thing about them asking to show the Super Bowl and how that got yeah. denied? Yeah. And and the spokesman for the team was just like, yeah, this is what the NFL does. Pretty standard procedure. No surprise there. It's like, oh, I, I God. You're you're an NFL. You're the NFL. You're the Bengals are part of the NFL. Mike Brown is an owner in the NFL. You're telling me if he went in there and said, "Damn it, I don't care what the rules say. I want to do this. I got a bunch of people that are willing to sit in snow. If we want to put the game on, you're going to let me do that." If like if he truly went and did that, you think the NFL is going to tell him, "No, you can't. That's stupid." No. They'd find a way to make that work. The county asked him to do it. Asked the league to do it and the league said, "No." It's like, well, the county's paying for the damn stadium. They should be able to. I'd go in there with the direct TV and set it up and say, well, screw you. Here we go. We're doing it anyway. I don't understand how that, how that is allowed to fly, but it is. That's, that's just par for the course with Mike Brown. And I know there's a lot of love for him now that they're in the Super Bowl, but that's fine. But that shouldn't, that shouldn't cloud everything else, too. That shouldn't, well, cloud everything else is the wrong term. It shouldn't put a rosy spin on everything else. This team can be good, and you can root for this team. That's one thing. 
But to now gloss over history and say Mike Brown has always cared more than anybody else. <laughs> it's his family lineage. Get the hell out of here. Man, did you see him on the podium when they presented the trophy? Yeah. I mean, the the guy looked like someone had awarded him a championship winning team. And he was like just the honorary guest that was shoved up there to say, oh, hey, uh, say a few words. You now own this team. Like, it was as if he just took ownership yesterday. Like, he was almost like, I I, I don't know what to do up here. I guess, uh, oh, okay, glad I'm here. He had no clue where he was, it almost didn't seem like. And I, I honestly felt a little bad for him because it was an embarrassing thing for him to get up there, especially knowing how much of the fan base looks at that guy and says, yeah, he, he deep down does really suck. He just so happens that he's lucked into a really good team by having people under him who have done really good things. All right, we're going to talk about Ryan Day coming up next. All these rumors about Ryan Day going elsewhere, maybe taking an NFL job. He set those rumors straight yesterday. We'll tell you what he had to say coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find that earlier disabled vehicle has been cleared from I-71 northbound after Greenmont Avenue. All lanes have reopened in that area, but plan on some residual slowdowns as traffic continues to recover. Stripping report is sponsored by Ohio Laborers and Ohio Lessett. Distracted driving is dangerous driving. Ohio Laborers and Lessett are reminding you to never text while driving. No text messages worth being distracted and getting into an accident. Take the safer roads today at OhioLECET.com. Together, we can stop distracted driving. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. The radio home of inside jokes that may or may not become stickers for your car. This is Common Man and T-Bone. I was listening to that promo that said, enjoy all the football this weekend. Yeah. I mean, it's the Pro Bowl, right? Yeah. And then what else? Nothing? USFL um, hasn't started yet, right? You got the Senior Bowl going on, I think. Oh, that's right? Senior, the senior bowl. bowl. There you go. Yeah. Where all the, all the good players just show up for practice and then leave. Mm-hmm. Sure. Of course, you don't want to get hurt. So enjoy all the football this weekend. You cannot well, enjoy some. Buckeye basketball tonight. Buckeye basketball and Iowa has been postponed. Iowa had problems getting out because of a mechanical issue with their plane last night, and then they tried to come today, and then weather was a problem. So the game will be rescheduled sometime before the end of the season. Ryan Day, always speculating about his future. Well, he's not speculating. Other people are speculating about his future. Is he going to go to the NFL? He had an interview on the Big Ten Network last night. Here's what he had to say. In this profession, in this world right now, if you're not winning, they're going to talk about replacing you. If you do well, they're going to talk about maybe you going somewhere else. So there's always going to be talk like that. I love Ohio State. I love this place. My family loves it here. I tell recruits all the time, if I was going to go take another job, I'd be going by myself because my family's not leaving Columbus. And that's the truth. They love it here. Well, that's good to hear, right? I mean, that that is encouraging. That's what you want to hear from your coach. And 
I tend to believe what he's saying. I'm I'm a fairly cynical person. I know, Mike, you're similar to that. I don't I don't know what you're talking about. Our our cynicism is typically well earned because you and I look because at sports are, websites. People are liars. Well, right. Because people are liars, and then we look at sports websites all day where there's constant reason for cynicism when people say, hey, I got to tell you, we really believe in this crap-ass quarterback that's playing for us. He is the guy. And then two weeks later, they're like, ah, oh, we can't, and we, we're drafting a quarterback. You know, I mean, we just... We're conditioned to not believe what people say in this business at face value, or at least not take everything at full face value. But now, Ryan Day, I think, in general, and I want to believe that he wants to stay here, but... I think you would have heard more smoke around him if there was genuine interest, right? Like this past offseason, certainly there were teams out there. I Maybe he didn't feel like if he... Let's say he genuinely wanted to go and he just didn't have his name out there. I don't know what the reason for that would be. Maybe he feels like it's not time yet. Maybe he feels like the Urban Meyer thing is a reason not to just jump right in. I don't know, but... Overall, we haven't heard his name associated in ways we've heard other people. Like no, Jim we heard we heard him uh, briefly associated with the Bears, right? Because his uh, his, his agent Trace Armstrong yes. was rumored to be sort of taking over there as the GM and running personnel. That didn't wind up happening, and so we heard about him connected to that job. But look, man, I, I will say this: I don't know Ryan Day. All right, I don't I don't really know him. I don't know what makes him tick. So I can only speculate here. He doesn't strike me as the type of guy who's interested in jumping around at this point. Now, who the hell knows? If it's 10 years down the road and the dude's won a couple national championships and he feels like he has nothing else to prove, he'll still be a fairly young guy at that point. I can understand if he'd want to scratch that itch, but I would be genuinely surprised if that was anytime soon, especially since he hasn't achieved his ultimate goal, which I assume is winning a national championship as a head coach. Right. I, I tend to think that's correct, too. And he doesn't strike me as someone who lacks the energy to want to go out and do the things in college you have to do, right? Like, he, he I know he has talked a little bit about how transfers are difficult and name, image, and likeness is something new to navigate, but who sounds more like they don't want to be in college football Anyone else or like Dabo Swinney, right? Like yeah. Ryan Day doesn't sound like Dabo when Dabo just all the time is like, this game is broken. I don't even know how it's going to work. By the way, I did all the things they're all talking about, but I don't want you to know that. So I'm going to say it's horrible. Like, it's just stupid. I, I Guys like him sound like they got a foot out the door half the time anyway. Ryan Day doesn't strike me like that. Maybe that will change over a few years. You're right. If, if he wins a national championship or two, in the next five years, which then, would be I, then I'd be a little wild. bit more nervous, right? Well, yeah, I would be too, but you, you'd be nervous with any coach that you could get who's under 50 and has that much success. Right. Right. And, and, and has a past of working in the NFL. Like all those factors make it an obvious idea that he might be someone who goes there. But yeah, I don't, I don't feel like that was ever really in play this year, even with his agent possibly being with the Bears. So, yeah, consider I, I, maybe that's naive of me, but I'm not that worried. I did uh, I did hear from somebody that uh, Urban was over there this week. That he stopped in and sort oh, of there, um, were, there were a few reports to that effect. Yeah, made the rounds. Well, I, I didn't see those reports. I w- I just was talking to somebody who was in the facility when when he was there, and and I just I wonder how that went. I wonder if you know if Ryan if Coach Day was there, 
if he sees Urban walks in and he's like, oh, Urban's here, my, my boss, let me go up and say hello to him. Or if it's more like, ah, coach is here, all right, what do I got to do, what do I got to say, how long do I have to spend talking to him? I wonder how the relationship is when Urban takes his victory lap over there. I don't know, but Urban is apparently comfortable enough to be able to do things. There was a story that Jim Knowles, when he was getting settled into his office, it's like first day on the job or one of the first days on the job, Urban popped his head in and was like, hey, coach, nice to meet you. And he goes, oh, hey, Urban, how are you? Nice to meet you. And he says, beat that team up north next year. And then just like kept on walking. And that was it. And so apparently he's comfortable enough to just pop into the new guy's office and be like, hey, let me tell you how to do your job. Well, there is something that many football coaches have in common. And, you know, for being, this is going to sound like a knock, but it's really not. Because for being a good football coach, I think you kind of have to have this. And that is, a lot of these guys don't have any shame whatsoever. You know, they think that yeah. every room they walk into, everybody's really excited to see them. And I understand why that would be, because for a lot of their lives, that is the case. They are the most important person whenever they walk into one of these rooms. And even though you'd say, well, hasn't reality sort of cut Urban down to size a little bit, at least in the last 12 months? No, probably not. He walks in there probably with the same swagger and bravado that he's always had. Whether that's good or bad, that's the way Urban's going to be. Yeah, that that seems about right. But I, I don't know what Ryan Day's feelings are on it. Obviously, he's not in a position where Ryan could say, Urban Meyer's not allowed here. No, like, no, that's, that's, that's you not his call. No, and I don't think he would do that anyway, but... I could also see him thinking like, all right, now you don't have anything to do, so you're going to come around here and hover. Or, yeah. or, you're, you're, or it, you know, once or twice a month, you're going to pop in and just make the rounds, and it's, it's just going to be weird, right? I mean, it, there's no way it can't be. When a guy who had a ton of success, who you're measured up against, is walking around the building, that, that's definitely going to probably raise some hairs on the back of your neck just to say, all right, I got I to gotta think about this today. It's another thing I wasn't planning on dealing with. Bone of Education is coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good afternoon. An accident to watch out for. You'll find a crash on 270 northbound before I-70. It is causing slowdowns in this area as they work to get things cleaned up. Please be careful over here and plan about a five-minute delay in the meantime. Traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options. Help the customers stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Oh, hello! I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Their collective IQ is lower than they think it are. Back to Uh, Man and Bone. Ah! (laughs) He ran out of time! (laughs) Teddy, please tell me, because I heard it in my head. I heard it too. Please tell me the oh God went over the air. Oh, definitely, yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, we've all been there. We've all been there where you're just like, ah, I ran out of time. That was not what I was trying to say. It is Sorry, a Tim. Would You Rather Thursday. Send in your Would You Rather tweets at Man and Bone 971 your chance to win fabulous prizes. Before we get to Bone of Education, a New Jersey man has pleaded guilty for selling fake Tom Brady family Super Bowl rings. So here's what happened. Scott V. Spina Jr. of Roseland, New Jersey, pleaded guilty to fraud charges. He apparently in 2017 bought a Super Bowl ring from a former Patriots player. He then sold that ring, but then contacted the ring company and ordered three smaller rings designed for friends and family. I guess you can do this. Yeah, the there's ri- a there's a the players get that ridiculous looking ring and then they have a separate ring that's still valuable, but it's not nearly the type of jewelry that would be in a real ring, right? Yes, and they can, I guess, pay out of their pocket to get rings made for their friends and family. Yeah. So this guy did that, pretending to be the player that he bought the real ring from, and instead got these rings engraved with Brady, and he sold them, saying this is what Tom Brady gave to his family members when the Patriots won the Super Bowl in 2016. He managed to sell these rings for $100,000 to an auction house. The auction house then went and sold the rings to a private person for $337,000. Now, the rings are real. I guess they're they're the same rings you would get, but they were not from Tom Brady. They were not destined for Tom Brady's family. I assume that's why they sold for $337,000. Now, this guy, I assume, is going to go to jail or something. I have no idea. But I wonder what happens to the person that spent the $337,000. Does the auction house refund that? Is there insurance on that? Or is the guy just out of luck? Yeah, I don't know what the answer would be on that. Although it's it's funny because those rings are... You're right. They didn't change when it turned out that Tom Brady didn't order them, but... What is the reason that they would fetch that amount of money? It's because someone thought, oh, these, the, the, I don't know, what's the right term they use? It's not prominence, but you know what I mean? There's a word for like where this item, how it was owned or how it was acquired or who maybe commissioned the item, whatever it is. But that, that has changed. And so it's not nearly as significant because it's not coming from Tom Brady didn't fill out an order form. For his family members to give it to him, right? Right. What's ironic is if this was like a huge story, if this made... I mean, I guess it made national news, but you know what I mean? If this was like a really big national scandal that this guy went to jail for, those rings might even be worth more. You know, if they they became the subject of a very famous crime or something like that, right? They have their own backstory now that's more interesting than what they actually are. I don't think that still makes them worth $300,000, but... Yeah, the the fraud involved may also kind of give them some value because now they're the rings from this story. One more uh, Tom Brady tidbit. Not surprisingly, broadcast networks will be falling all over themselves trying to get Tom Brady to do TV. There are rumors, insiders are saying, that instantly he would fetch more than Romo's making, which is like $18, $20 million. Here's my question to you. Now, now, my, now my, my first inclination is to say... Why would Tom Brady want to do TV? He never strikes me as the type of guy that would be interested in that. Then again, 
Why does Tom Brady do Subway commercials when he's probably never eaten at Subway in his life? I don't know what Tom Brady is going to do, so I guess it shouldn't surprise us if he shows if he shows up on our televisions, right? No, I guess not. But you know, you said not surprisingly, the TV networks would want him. I, I'm thinking of it from the standpoint of like, have you actually listened to him talk for any more than like a five second soundbite or giving an answer to a press conference? I mean. He's. I would not call him like an eloquent speaker. He's not someone I would say, man, I could sit there and listen to that guy talk forever. Peyton Manning, say what you will about that guy. I don't know if he would... Well, we've seen him on TV doing this Manning cast thing, right? I don't know how he would function in a booth. But Peyton Manning has like a, a very, you know, certain appeal, right? With his kind of back homesy draw, and he's known as being a very smart guy when it comes to breaking down plays. I'm sure Tom Brady can break down plays in his head and all that. I've heard him like talk about how he hates Ohio State and all this other stuff, and a lot of it's just like, man, you know... Man, they suck. Like, man, like I just don't. Are, are we? I don't think he's that good of a speaker. Honestly, I don't know that I'd want to hear him talk for three hours over a football game. So count me as someone who's skeptical of him being any good at. It. But I'm not. I'm not doubting the money it would take to get him. Has to be record-setting money. He would only do it. Like, let's say it's uh, you know, Troy Aikman moves on, right? So let's say it's Joe Buck and Tom Brady in the Fox booth. Right, they got that sure. two. Sh- they got yeah. that two shot in the booth, and then they pan out a little bit wider, and you secretly see Jim Gray there massaging Tom Brady's balls. <laughs> that's the o- that's the only way that's going to happen. Of course, yeah. It's it's and don't get me by the way. Don't get oh hey, I watched some of the you know the the Tom Brady show that he's got on. You know where he's talking what about show? all the different. He's got that like docu series. I forget what it's called. It's like. Oh, it's 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 him talking about the process and going through all this stuff and but but on there it's like he's sitting down and has time to think about what he's saying. In the moment when I've heard him try to be asked like, What do you think of this? What do you think of that on interviews? He's not great. I I don't think he would be good on TV. All right, let's learn some stuff. Bone of education, hit it. What good is a radio show if it can't teach you about useless things? Here, I've redorculated. Open your minds and unzip your pants because it's time for Bone of Education. All right, today we're going to learn about the interstate highway system. Technically, it is known as the Dwight D. Eisenhower National System of Interstate and Defense Highways. Now, little backstory on the roads in our country, if you're not aware. Even up to the middle of the century, many roads in the U.S. were unpaved, and after a good rain, they were almost unpassable. I shudder to think what roads in, like, the 1900s would be like on a day like today, you know, where you got snow and ice and everything else. The real roads we have now are not very great, so I can't imagine what those would be like. Anyway, 1916, the first Federal Aid Road Act began. That was... The first idea of saying we need something that allows for there to be a standard and a level of road that is across the country that even if some of the local roads suck, there's one main road that you can pass through to get from town to town to town as cars became more uh, popular. As that went, that eventually established what is known as the United States Numbered Highway System in 1926. Around here, you would know like Route 23. That is a U.S. highway. That is 
one that has the black and white sign with the little federal symbol on it. More famously, you've maybe heard of Route 66, which is, of course, one of the legendary roads in the U.S. That is a U.S. highway. But these roads were not part of the interstate system, although they do obviously connect to it. By the late 1930s, there was a lot of pressure for construction on a transcontinental superhighway. It even reached the White House, where President FDR repeatedly wanted interest to be there for construction of a network of these superhighways. But it's funny because his initial thought on that was like, we probably need three north and south highways and three or four east to west highways. That's what they initially conceived when they started talking about this. What really got the ball rolling for building a big superhighway structure was the 1939 New York World's Fair. Uh-oh, did we lose Uh-oh. Bone? I think, I think, oh, okay. Are you there? You crapped out on us. Bone's gone. I, am I back now? You no, hear me I now? hear you now. Oh, yes, I okay. hear you now. The music faded, and I didn't know if Ted was just like, man, this no, sucks. No, I got to get no, out of mu- it. Damn. Music didn't fade for me. I, okay. I thought I was going to have to tap dance here. <laughs> I, was, I was worried. All right. Well, anyway, have you heard Let's of Futurama? Let's bring Timmy in and finish his sports center. <laughs> All right. What happened now? Are we good dead again? I'm back. I'm gone. Come on, what Bone. Happened? I'm here. What's Go. going on? Hello? <laughs> you're, the, you're there. This is a crap show. I hate that. Don't do now that. Ted, Ted just screwing with you Ted now. is screwing with us. All right. Well, anyway, 1939 World's Fair. They introduced Hello? something that actually looks like Jeff the current here? super highway system. And so that is what got the public to say, hey, that's a good idea. Maybe we should do it. Finally, in 1956, President Eisenhower signed legislation to build the U.S. interstate highway system, uh, which was the first major connection of all these different roadways. He actually first became aware of the problem in 1919 while he was in the Army. He was assigned as an observer for an unprecedented military experiment where they traveled across the country with a bunch of military vehicles. It was called the First Transcontinental Motor Convoy. Traveled 3,200 miles from Washington, D.C. to San Francisco. And on that trip, he was like, hey, our roads suck. They're bad. I don't know how we're ever going to get troops or other things from one one side of the country to the other. How will that even work? So... That's part of why he thought maybe we should build a superhighway. He also, you know, in World War II, after he was surveying the damage in Germany, he did note how the German Autobahn was very efficient for moving, you know, vehicles around and things like that. So he kept that in mind when he eventually became president. 1956, the Federal Aid Highway Act was passed, which provided the nationwide design standards that we now know for the highway, which include lanes that are at least 12 feet in width, a minimum of two lanes on each side, design speeds of 50 to 70 miles per hour, and a 10-foot uh, paved shoulder on the right-hand side. They should have overbuilt. Well, I, It should have been minimum three lanes. Yes. Right? And, and they should have made these roads to go much faster than that. Sure, we, but... We have cars that can safely go 95. That should be the limit, 95. Ah, uh, yes, but do we have people who can safely drive at 95? Well, that's you know, the better I, question. I don't, I don't care about them. I don't care about them. <laughs> I, I do when they wreck in front of me. Anyway, so 10-year, $100 billion budget. That was what they initially thought it would take to complete the 41,000 miles of freeway. And uh, you're going to be shocked to find $100 billion with a B was not enough. They started you know, building these roads and said, huh, there are giant mountains in the way, in the Appalachian Mountains, the Rocky Mountains. We have to blast through those. That costs more than we thought. They also had trouble, you know, like in 
the flood zones of the Mississippi Delta, among other places where they had to build up giant platforms to put these freeways on. Anyway, the cost increased dramatically, uh, but the first highway supposedly was laid by the Missouri Highway Commission in 1959, although it's disputed because Kansas and Pennsylvania also say they first started a section of the interstate. Who cares? I know. they all. It's just, I think it's hilarious how these states argue about that crap and fight over who was first and all that. Anyway, the overall price tag for the interstate system ended up being $425 billion. Took 35 years to complete. Now more than 260 million cars use it. Over 48,000 miles of roadway have been laid. Also, one last part of this, it is important to note that from 1957 to 1977, the program displaced over a million people. Mm -hmm. The U.S. Department of Transportation has acknowledged this unintentional or intentional This did cause the failure or the destruction of a lot of once vibrant neighborhoods in many urban communities. So they have acknowledged that, yes, that is something we should not have done. And it was it was wrong. So now they're trying to figure out how to fix that. Thank you, Bone. You're welcome, man. I was I was crapping myself during that segment. I was, too. I I didn't know what was happening. Ted knew he didn't care. He was just screwing with us then after a while. I know. Hello. By the way, the, the talking of those little parts of town that you know, kind of never came back after the freeway. Flytown. Go look up Flytown here in Columbus. That's like kind of where the arena district is now. That area was previously a very interesting and vibrant neighborhood. And then when 670 came through, there was a freeway before that. They had to knock down a lot of that neighborhood. And it didn't quite ever come back the way it was. So just FYI, if you ever look up Flytown, it's a very interesting story. The hypocrites want you to follow the rules. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find an earlier accident has cleared from 270 northbound before I-70. All lanes have reopened in that area. And now watching an accident on the right shoulder of 270 southbound before Hamilton Road. Traffic is beginning to build. Traffic report is sponsored by Rumkey Waste and Recycling. New year, new career. Rumkey Waste and Recycling is now hiring new and seasoned CDL drivers age 19 and up. Family owned and operated, Rumkey offers tuition reimbursement, home nightly routes, and a recession-resistant career. Apply now at RumkeyCareers.com. Equal opportunity employer. Restrictions apply. On the NRA with fan traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Listen to this show or go to hell. This is Man and Bone. Happy Thursday. Would You Rather is coming up at 534. Send in your Would You Rather tweets at Man and Bone 971. Stay safe. Out there, I got to tell you though, at least where I am, I'm a little disappointed. Oh, disappointed! I was expecting some more. I wanted some more white death. Well, I mean, it's still coming, right? It's I still know falling. it's still coming, but I just you know right. okay. earlier in the week it was like twelve to eighteen. Kill yourself! Now <laughs> it's you know hey four seven. <laughs> Come on, what are we doing? I will. I will say I had a I had a nice proud dad moment today where. I overheard my oldest two girls, the youngest is two, so she can't really participate in these conversations, but the older two 
were debating how much they should charge to go out and shovel driveways. May I make a suggestion? Yeah. We had a similar situation here in the neighborhood where some uh, boys came, 12, 13, I don't know, and uh, they had their shovels, and they said, uh, would you like your driveway shoveled? And I said, how much are you boys charging? And they said, well, when we're done, pay us what you think we're worth, what the job was. Yeah. And I like that answer so much, I probably paid them much more than they ever would have asked me to pay them. So that's what I suggest you do with your daughters, is to have them just say, oh, pay me whatever you like, whatever you think the job is worth, and then they'll get paid like $100. Well, it was funny because they were everything that they were talking about was how many driveways they could complete in order to get enough money to get like another American Girl doll. And I was like, how much you know, are those things? <laughs> they're not cheap, my friend. How much like, are they? A hundred and twenty, oh, hundred and fifty dollars. Oh, must so, be nice. Yeah. So I said, must all right. Be nice. I said, okay. So you guys are you guys are wanting to go out and shovel like I don't know. Let's say you average twenty bucks a driveway, which I think would be a pretty good rate if you got that. That's you're talking quite a few driveways you got to get through. But if if you want to do it, go ahead. I want to point out my girls are eleven and eight, so. You know, there, there's a they don't they have they have surprised me with how much they can shovel. Cause it surprises me that that uh, Vivian can do that because she is a sleight of frame girl. Oh, she gets out there, she gets after it. She's she's tenacious. But they both they like to get out there, and then it's like a competition between the two of them who can like shovel more. But yeah, I just I mean I get pretty tired shoveling one driveway. I don't know with them going out and shoveling five or six, but. I may have to just go supervise and see how they do. But, uh, yeah, I, they wanted to go out at one and I was like, guys, no one's going to want their driveway shoveled right now. You're going to wait till you get all the snow out of the way. Are they then doing full shovel. service? They're going to melt the ice and put the salt down and do all that crap or just shovel? No, I, I don't know about that. We hadn't discussed that yet. So I might have to suggest to them maybe an add on bonus. They service. need to upcharge, right? And, you know, fancy pants neighborhood that you live in, people aren't <laughs> going to want regular salt. They're going to want like the driveway heat stuff that of doesn't, course, yeah. doesn't chip the concrete. So they upcharge that. Like, hey, while, while I'm at it, would you like me to put this down on your walks and driveway? Mm, Just yes, an extra $10 for that. Yeah, I actually, I taught them both how to drive stick, too, so now they're going to be able to work for Grubhub, so it'll be really good. <laughs> they're going to have a whole side gig thing going. They're, they're, they're jumping into our gig economy, Mike. They're ready to go. The hypocrites want you to follow the rules. I was reading a piece today about how, how all the uh, L.A. County um, health officials are saying everybody who's coming to the Super Bowl, doing Super Bowl things, it's very important that you wear your masks at all times. When you're at the festivities, you got to wear your mask. When you're at the stadium, even though it's outdoors, you got to wear your mask. Which, by the way, I'm not, I'm not criticizing the messaging. All right. I'm not doing that, but I am going to criticize the hypocrites because who was in attendance at the NFC championship game this past weekend? I'm going to ma- guess the officials of these places that are well, saying to do the, that. Well, the mayor of Los Angeles was there. The governor of the state of California, Gavin Rossdale slash Newsom, was there <laughs> singing all his Bush hits. Mm. They were they were both there. They were hobnobbing with important people. Bone, were they wearing masks when they were caught on no, film, or were they I'm, maskless? I'm guessing they weren't. No, they 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 were taking selfies with people, no mask, watching the game, no mask. These are the people who set the rules. They expect you to follow these rules, but they're too good for it. Well, I don't understand that at all. I don't know why you would. 
as like all right, let's say that these these people say, well, I, I'm I'm sure they're vaccinated and triple vaxxed and boosted and whatever well, else, what, right? Who cares? No, I know, but I'm sure there. I'm sure that would be the argument. It's like, well, I've done all that, so I'm okay and whatever. But you're putting a rule out there, knowing that a lot of the other people who are going to be at this event are going to be in the same boat as you, as far as you know, vaccination status, whatever else, and then you can't abide by your own rules. That's that's never good. That's poor leadership, right? I mean that. that you have an office that they have a rule about. You can park here, but you can't park there. And then you see the boss come in and park in the spot he's not supposed to. That would be a little frustrating, right? Those are if anything, it's not even good. If, even if you don't care about being a hypocrite, don't you care about the blowback you're going to get? Isn't just a, it a big giant pain in your ass to have to answer sure. these questions? I would think just from that standpoint, you'd go to this thing and wear the mask all the time, just because you don't want to get caught. Yeah, well, that's. I mean, that's. That's I I know a lot of people who are wearing the mask are getting accused of like oh you're just doing that to show people how good you are or whatever and it's like well maybe people are but I don't that's not why I do it but all I know is if you're a politician it is all about looks yeah, right isn't absolutely. that everything you're trying to do is get people to notice what you're doing and why you're doing it when you're in public you're going to be under the microscope so yeah I mean the the governor of California leads what is it the fifth largest economy in the world yeah, or at least at one time it was. I don't know what it is now. Well, I don't know, but let's just say that's true. I'm just saying, like, we don't you're, fact check here. You're in charge of quite a few things. You would, you know, there are people paying attention. You got 30 million people living in your state. Yeah, they're going to pay attention to what you're doing. A professional team crapped all over themselves yesterday. I will tell you why. Coming up next, Common Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic from the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident on the right shoulder of 270 southbound before Hamilton Road. It is still causing slowdowns in that area as things begin to build. Please be careful over here in the meantime and watch out for a slip zone. This traffic report is sponsored by eBay Motors. Getting stuck in traffic is part of owning a car. Getting stuck because you don't have the right parts doesn't have to be. That's because eBay Motors has all the right parts at the right prices. 122 million of them. So keep moving and moving in style at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. I'm the NRA with fan traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Dare, dare to be dumb. The team that is better on paper will win at least 50% of the time. This is Man and Bone. It is Would You Rather Thursday. Send in your Would You Rather tweets at Man and Bone 971. Your chance to win fabulous prizes. I just saw Jeff Passan, who covers Major League Baseball for ESPN, tweet this out. Major League Baseball today requested immediate assistance of a federal mediator to help resolve the sports lockout. So what does that mean? That means that these two sides don't even feel like they can talk to each other anymore. That's what that means. Yeah, it means that they are willing to, I guess, at that point, are they going to give themselves over to whatever the mediator decides? No, I mean, the mediator is just there to facilitate the conversation. 
It's not like the mediator is going to sit there and say, okay, well, this all makes sense to me, lockout over, business resumes. That's still going to be on the union and the owners to figure out what the terms are going to be. The mediator's job is essentially just to make sure they can talk to each other. (laughs) Which, how did they get to a point where they couldn't talk to each other? Could it be that the two sides being so toxic towards each other for so long when they know they have to work together to get perhaps. anything done. Stop perhaps, making sense. Perhaps that was a poor idea. I saw our guy, Craig Calcaterra, who uh, you know used to write for NBC Sports. Now he has his own uh, website, Cup of Coffee, if you want to check it out. Does a nice little newsletter every morning. But he, he compared this to a child pouring a box of soap in the washing machine Watching the bubbles go everywhere and then yelling to his mom to help. And that's right. That's right. And they've, they've created the problem. They then let it just go for a while. And now they're like, Oh, we should get some help in here. What idiots. The, uh, the Chicago Blackhawks need some help. So Rocky Wirtz is the owner of the Blackhawks. They had a town hall, uh, last night and it went terribly. All right. So a reporter asked what I thought was a very reasonable question about Kyle Beach, all right? During a town hall with fans on Wednesday, one reporter asked the assembled panel, which included Wirtz and Blackhawks CEO Danny Wirtz. By the way, if it's not blatantly obvious, these spoiled brats inherited the team from their idiot father. About how Chicago intended to avoid any power imbalances between players and coaches in the future, like the one Beach endured in 2010. If you forget about what happened here, Kyle Beach accused the video coach of sexually assaulting him went to the team leadership about this and he was brushed aside. So years later, Beach sues the Blackhawks and the NHL. Blackhawks said, we're sorry, we'll make sure it doesn't happen again. The league pretended like they were mortified. The lawsuit was settled in December between the Blackhawks and Kyle Beach. Anyway, this is a town hall. I thought that was a very appropriate question considering this just got settled in December. And here's how Rocky Wirtz answered the question. I think the report speaks for itself. The people that were involved are no longer here. We're not looking back at 2010. We're looking forward, and we're not going to talk about 2010. So the media who was in attendance was not satisfied with that answer. So there was another question about the same topic. Here's the answer. What we're going to do today is our business. I don't think that's any of your business because I don't think it's your business. You don't work for the company. If someone in the company asks that question, we'll answer it. And I think you should go on to the next subject. We're not here to talk about Kyle Beach. We're not going to talk about anything that happened. We're moving on. You want to keep asking the same question? What more do I have to say? You want to hear the same answer? What's your next question? Wow. So then another reporter asked uh, just, a just, different question. Just a pause here. The Chicago media, from what I've gathered, not having lived there, just looking at it from afar, really seems like the wrong group of people to go, next question, I don't oh, want to no. talk. No, you tell no, me. No. I, blah, blah. Like That's not the way to go with them if you want to like actually make any headway. Uh, another reporter followed up and questioned why the Blackhawks pledged transparency in the process of hiring a new general manager, but refused to answer a question about the Beach lawsuit. 
Rocky Wirtz said, I answered that. I told you to get off the subject. We're not going to talk about the report. We read it. We're moving on. I think you're out of line. I don't like your questions. Why don't you ask something else? Why don't you ask about the GM search or something else? Why do you bring up old business? I'll this tell you, man. Was, this was all over social media, and it's a huge story in Chicago, and the Blackhawks really, really stepped in it last night. Of course they did. And I, I will just say reading that as someone who is not a journalist, you know, we just are commentators. We give our thoughts on things. We don't cover these teams. There is something that I, I, I very much envy of the actual journalists because I, I wouldn't have the skill to write those articles or anything like that. But man, to be able to sit there and make a really dumb rich guy squirm and get mad, I would relish that opportunity to do that every day. And they don't get to do it every day, but in this case, they saw the owner of a team that had a massive scandal that had far-reaching uh, consequences, right? I mean, Joel Quenville is not the head coach of the Panthers anymore because of this story. He's in That's another right. team, and he had to step down over this. That's how wide-ranging it is. And then when the owner is there, they say, hey, can you talk about this? He's, no, and I don't want to, and I don't have to. You know what's really to. stupid, though, Bone, is that... To me, it seems like a really obvious answer. Even if you don't want to talk about it, you just, you're at a town hall. They didn't ambush you in the frozen food section at the grocery store. Talk about Kyle Beach! I'm just buying peas. I wasn't prepared for this. You're at a town hall where you know you're going to get all sorts of questions. Why wouldn't you just say, we were tremendously embarrassed by what went on. I urge, I urge everyone now to come forward and we have open discussions and the people who were in power at that point are no longer here and we're not going to have that issue anymore. Instead of, I'm not answering that question. I already talked about it. Next question. Well, you know you're just going to get more questions about it. What did you well, expect? And, and the question, I know some people think that every journalist is just out there to get these guys, but there, there is a, there's a real reason you ask that question. It's not just to get a reaction like what they got last night. You ask the question, which the original thing was, how do we know this won't happen again? What are you doing? You're the owner of the team. The guys that did this stuff were under your authority, technically. Now, not that he oversaw every single one of them and knew what they were doing all the time, but you hired all these people at some level. Someone under you hired them, whatever. How does this not happen again? How have you changed the organization? Your answer to that should be, first and foremost, there's a new, there's a, there's a phone number, there's a place. If anyone knows about this going on in our organization, you go there, it comes to me. And I'm not going to put up with it. And I will do my due diligence to make sure it's never going to happen again. I am extremely distraught about what happened. Like you, there's a whole list of things you could say, but instead, he made it sound like that's a private thing. You're, you own a professional sports team. It's not private. It is a public trust that you have with your community. And if they see that you're screwing it up, they're going to ask questions. There's not nothing wrong with that. Uh, U.S. men's national team got a 3 nothing victory over Honduras last night in Minnesota. Breaking news, it was cold. I, uh, every single piece I read about the game last night, I saw Dan Wetzel had a Yahoo piece today, essentially just murdering USA soccer for oh, daring, all the to national play, guys. daring to play this game in a cold-weather city in front of only 19,000 people. That's disrespectful, too. But, I, you know, I'm just a know-nothing you know, Johnny come lately on soccer. I want to get your take on the performance and the scuttlebutt surrounding the cold weather in Minneapolis. Well, yeah, I mean, 
it is not ideal conditions. I guess the the field temperature last night was two degrees with wind chills like negative ten. But what I what I still struggle to understand is a lot of these national guys are writing these pieces today. Grant Wall, who's a national soccer writer, he has been just all over like this is this is horrible and it's dangerous for these players. The reality is, if you schedule this game in New York, and it was supposed to be tonight or tomorrow, what was the temperature be tonight or tomorrow? Right? Like his problem is that they they scheduled it in a smaller town where it is also cold. U.S. Soccer has said we want to be in cities that are not New York, Chicago, L.A. because we tend to think it will be a little bit more of an intimate environment. There will not be seventy thousand people there. But we think the crowd will be much more pro USA, whatever that says. You know, that's what they are looking for. And they know it's going to be a little colder there than it would be if you had the game in, you know, Austin, Texas, let's say, just to pick a random city out of a hat. So I don't think that was a bad thing to use some of the advantages you have with the climate. You know, it's colder there than it's going to be in a lot of the countries these teams are coming to play against. By the way, Canada did the same thing when they played Mexico. They played in Edmonton and it was 10 degrees out. Could have easily been five degrees or two degrees. Like it just happened well, to, to be your 10 point, that day. You know, they, they could have put that game in a dome if they wanted they to. They did. They have, they have played games in domes. They chose instead to play in one of the northern, most northerly cities they have a stadium in, in the country of Canada. So I don't know why that hand wringing has been happening, but hey, here's what happened. The U.S. scored three goals off of set pieces, something they've struggled to do. That's a really good development. And, and I feel like, the problem with this U.S. national team is they don't have grit. They don't have toughness. You know what you have to do when you're playing in two-degree weather? You have to find a little bit of toughness, don't you? You have to dig down a little bit and say, well, this sucks, but we're going to get the job done. And they did. They found a way to score some goals. So maybe that comes back into play when they're in the World Cup later this year, and perhaps the game's not going well, and they dig down and find a way to get a goal. I don't know, but I don't think it was a bad decision. I get it being a little maybe too cold to be a little bit dangerous. I, I think two degrees is a terrible environment to play soccer in, but I don't think they were purposely saying, let's hope it's two degrees. I think they figured it'll probably be under 30. It'll probably be a little snow, maybe a little wet. That'll be fine. We can deal with that. I don't think they knew it was going to be two degrees, but once the game's there, you have to go through with it. Is Aaron Rodgers headed to the Titans? Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic from the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good afternoon. There is a winter storm warning in effect until early tomorrow morning. A wintry mix of freezing rain and sleet and snow on the roadways right now. Please be extra cautious and make sure to slow down accordingly. Starving Report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options. Got the customer stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Get in touch with your stupid. If worms had machine guns, then birds wouldn't be scared of them. This is Common Man and T-Bone. 
Do me a favor. Go to wherever you get your audio. Search Common Man and T-Bone. You will see our cartoon faces pop up. Click subscribe. And every single show comes right to your device free of charge. Free of charge. And I have not been told, although I don't know if he's heard it, that uh, Neil Young has a problem with our show. Although I will point out that I, uh, I met Neil Young briefly. You did. Yes, I did. How did that go? His daughter went to uh, Kenyon College, which is where my wife went to college. Oh, okay. And uh, we were there during graduation weekend, and I, I saw Neil Young there. And uh, by met him, I mean I, I looked at him. I did not speak to him. Ah, I see. Okay, so you were you were in the same airspace. Yes, as, I was. Uh, I was right. I was right next to him, and uh, I could have spoken to him, but I didn't. I respected mm. him. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah, well, that's interesting. I. You, I you've said many times that you hate Neil Young. I didn't say I hate him. You said it's, you hate him. No, you hope he I, was dead. You wish he was dead. <laughs> that's not what I said. I uh, I do have problems in my head. I have to remind myself. I know they sound very different. But I, Neil Young and Neil Diamond, I have to remind. No, nope, those are two different, different, completely guys. different artists. I know. What are you talking about? Well, no, but it's just because I don't, I don't have any familiarity with either of their catalogs. I barely listen. To, I don't listen to that type of music. It's not my like. I don't listen to either of them. They were not something I was raised listening to. So in my head, it's like, oh yeah, it's a guy named Neil, and I don't listen to his music. But no, I respect his stance. If he doesn't like what's going on on Spotify, good for you. Do what you got to do. All right. I've been told he doesn't have a problem with us yet, but let's work to change that. Also, the, I hope I wish Spotify would pay us a hundred million dollars to put yeah, a podcast me on. Me too. I'll take that if they want to do it. The uh the Titans have emerged as a potential suitor for Aaron Rodgers. Jared Stillman of one oh two five the game in Nashville reported that uh, Aaron Rodgers has purchased land and is in the process of building a house in Franklin, Tennessee, which is a suburb of Nashville, which is where all the uh, the fancy people live in Franklin. I oh, think yeah. that's where Herbie has his house in Franklin. I know that Herbie's been uh, in the Cincinnati area because his son is playing high school football down there, but I'm quite sure they still have their home in Nashville. Yeah, he. I remember reading an article where they said, like, oh, he's got to commute between Nashville and Cincinnati, and it's like, well, number one... Every day? Get, getting on no. a jet? What are we talking about? Well, right. I mean, Herbie's got access to wheels up, I'm quite sure, if nothing else, let alone net jets, whatever else you, you got out there. But also, yeah, that, that area is fairly nice. It is possible that Aaron Rodgers just sees Nashville as like, there's a lot of kindred spirits. I'm no, going to move to an area no. I want to live Here, in. And here's what I've learned about athletes over the years is that they only have one residence, right? They only have <laughs> right. one house. You know, guys that have hundreds of millions of dollars to their name, if they're building a house somewhere, that must mean that's where they're going to go play. Now, maybe he does. I don't know. I mean, they were the number one seed in the AFC. If he's done with the Packers, it would make sense for him to want to go to a place like that. I get it. I'm not ruling out that possibility. But I don't think just because he bought some land in, in Nashville, in that area, that means he's going to the Titans. Here's some more breaking news on Aaron Rodgers. And this is no disrespect to this company. I'm sure they build fine homes. Aaron Rodgers is not getting MI homes to build his house. All right. Whatever the hell Aaron Rodgers wants to build, it's not going to be ready by the time the season starts. All right. Oh, no, you're you're sure. talking about a minimum two year building process. Aaron Rodgers may be done playing in the league before he sets foot in that house. 
Yeah, I mean, it's also, I don't, I'm guessing he bought property in a residential area, that's most likely, but people, I mean, you never know why people buy a piece of property. They may buy it to put something on it that then they plan on just, I don't know, having for family members that are, you know, maybe they have some family live there. I don't know. Like, this whole notion of putting the uh, the onus on, oh, Aaron Rodgers bought land somewhere, that's a clear sign he's going to this place. No, it just means that he's not opposed to living there. Maybe you could take it as that. Right. I was reading something about uh, Ellen DeGeneres the other day, and you know Ellen DeGeneres. How much money do you think she has? Uh, it's got to be hundreds of millions of dollars. I would oh, guess, I, right? I bet you it's probably close to half a billion dollars. Is sure. what she has. Yeah. She's just made a ton of money doing that daytime talk show. She's sold books. She's done everything. All right. Of course. I saw that she just buys property because she feels like it. She's got a house up for sale right now that she's never lived in. It's the 15th house that she has bought and sold in the last two years just because she likes buying property. And guess what? When you look at that bank account and see that cash staring back at you, I guess maybe we would all like just buying property well, on a whim like you're playing Monopoly. I, I, I tend to think like Jay Leno, as much as he likes cars, probably if he was just a struggling comedian who then ended up becoming like a plumber, I don't think he would have 200 vehicles to his... Or he wouldn't He wouldn't have like a bunch of jalopy-type crappy cars that he's got sitting around. He probably sat around with all this money and was like, what am I going to do with all this? I guess I can buy cars with it, right? Like, you you, you see the opportunity once you have the money. I don't, I don't know that Aaron Rodgers is necessarily sitting there going, well, I've got to think of where I'm going to live next because I want to move there. He's probably just thinking, I got all this money. Where's some good spots to be if I ever want to maybe, you know, have a second or third or fifth house? Oh, whatever. And, and, and maybe he winds up there. I, I don't know. But this notion that, oh, he bought property there. He must be going to play there. I think that's stupid. You know, I'm just, I'm just saying, Aaron Rodgers. I don't know him that well, but I, I, I know him that well. You I don't, don't know him, him that well. well yes. We got to get together again. <laughs> We gotta get together. I'm again. saying no. No one knows him that well. You know well. him like I know Neil uh, Neil Young Neil slash Young, Neil, right. Neil Diamond. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway, all I know is I there was a video of him last year sitting in the back of a pickup truck driving around Green Bay with a bunch of you know whatever it was Bud Light or some beer that he had bought you know cases of it. The dude may just say Nashville's a cool city to live in, and someday I like I like to go there and party a few times a year, yeah, so I want to have I'm a house. Go hang out with Matt Duchesne. Could be right. I don't Could know be. if that's what he likes to do. I'm just saying, go for it. Enjoy your honky tonk bar. Go for it. If you've missed anything from the first two hours of the program, we got you covered with the rundown coming up. Common Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic from the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slow traffic to watch out for. You are going to find some delays on 71 northbound between I-70 and Spring Street. Traffic is slow in that area. And more delays expected on Route 315 southbound between Kinnear Road and 670. Plan on backups there as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options to help their customers stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. The common man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, 
I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Just a couple of guys touching rim and sucking on breath mints. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I, with the, no, no. This is Man and Bone. It is Would You Rather Thursday. Send in your Would You Rather tweets at Man and Bone 971. Your chance to win fabulous prizes. One more thing on Aaron Rodgers. I have a question for you. Okay. So we saw, obviously, Tom Brady go to Tampa and win a Super Bowl. And the reason why that's such a big story is because we really never see that. Normally when aging superstar guy feels like he can still play, we have that image of them looking weird in somebody else's uniform, and they usually don't have success. I'm not saying that Aaron Rodgers sucks now, because clearly he doesn't. He had another fantastic season. But if he decides to go elsewhere, do you think Tom Brady's almost clouded things for these guys because they're saying, oh, yeah, well, Tom Brady did it, so I can go someplace else and win. When in reality, they're probably going to go someplace else and not perform as well, look weird doing it, and then wind up retiring with a team that's not the team we associate them with. Do you think if Aaron Rodgers does move on that he just has that automatic success that Tom Brady did? Or do you think it's more like, you know, Jerry Rice in the Miami Dolphins uniform or something like that? Yeah, I tend to think that it's going to – I don't think it's going to be like that or or like, you know, Joe Montana with the Chiefs. Not that that was awful, right? No, but I mean, certainly they, wasn't. he took them to the AFC Championship yeah, game. Yeah, I mean, they, they still had success. But, you know, I, I definitely think if Aaron Rodgers goes to, let's say, the Titans, if that was the team that he ended up on this year – they could ease it. They would. They would be the favorite in Vegas to go to the Super Bowl. Don't you think they're a high quality regular season team? It's going to win a lot of games. They have a tremendous running game behind him. They have tons of wide receivers, and their defense is pretty solid. And they've up. They, that would be Ryan Tannehill. I know is fine. He's not as bad as maybe I used to think he was. But there's no doubt the upgrade from him to Aaron Rodgers would be yes. Yes. ridiculous. So. I, I could see I, – I don't think it's Tom Brady clouding the judgment, right? I think, if anything, it's looking at the opportunities that exist and saying, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I have a I have a just as good, if not better, chance to go win in Tennessee than I in Nashville than I do in Green Bay. And, oh, by the way, I hate this organization or whatever it is. You know, like whatever reasons he's wanted before to get out of there, now he has a chance to go somewhere else, change of scenery, and, yeah, go prove everybody – Prove to everybody that it's not just him being with the Packers that that's why this team was successful. He can go somewhere else and show, yeah, I'm the reason that everything works, and I am more like Tom Brady than maybe some of the other guys you're thinking of. Also, shame on me. I apologize. I got my aging wide receivers mixed up. Jerry Rice did not play for the Dolphins. Chris Carter played for the Dolphins. Jerry Rice went to the Raiders. And he went to the Seahawks, too, that right? was Yes, the Seahawks. That was the last team... And I forgot yeah. all about that. I forgot all about him playing for the Seahawks. I also think, you know, quarterback to wide receiver, an aging quarterback can go somewhere on the right team and still be productive. See, you know, Peyton Manning with the Broncos, right? But 
That and I'm talking about you know he was productive before that final year where they actually won the Super Bowl, right? I mean he did have yeah, some I mean, good he, years there. Yeah, he was. I mean there was the whole neck surgery thing. That was the reason why yes. he ultimately moved on from there. Right, but I, I'm just saying, like I think a wide receiver or a running back or or a star, you know, defensive player is not going to be able to affect as much as a quarterback would, who can come into a pretty much ready built team that just needs an upgrade. And not even a huge one at quarterback to get over the hump. Aaron Rodgers is about as big of an upgrade as you can get. So, yeah, I, I think that would be if that deal could come together. And I have no idea how they're going to make it work. But if if they were able to get that done, then yeah, they become in my mind the instant favorite to win the Super Bowl. All right, rundown. Let's do it. Common man and T bones. The rundown. The rundown. Jim Harbaugh told Michigan fans that he will be returning. I think this whole situation is very. Strange. He uh, he apparently went to Minneapolis yesterday to interview, assuming that he had the job, and this was merely a formality. And the reports are that the interview was weird and awkward because he made it weird and awkward. At the end of it, he was not offered the Vikings job. He was sent on his merry way. And I guess there are no other NFL teams that are interested in him, or at least no other NFL teams that he's interested in. That's what he'd want you to believe. He called up Ward Manuel slash Ward Cleaver slash former Mets manager Jerry Manuel, called him up and said, I'm I'm coming back. I am coming back to Michigan, and I will be there as long as you'll have me. I promise we won't have this issue anymore. I find this whole situation to be strange, just like he is strange. And so he's he's Michigan's guy. I don't know how the Michigan fans feel about that, if they feel relieved or somewhat betrayed because, you know, he went to the hotel with the intention of sleeping with the woman. It's just that the woman didn't show up. So now he's coming back to his wife saying, I always loved you. I, I never want to leave. <laughs> okay, if you believe that, go ahead. Enjoy. Yeah, I, I tend to think a lot of Michigan fans are going to look at this and say, I knew what you were doing, and it frustrates me. But let's say next year. I don't think this is likely because I am someone who didn't believe what I saw last year from Michigan is sustainable. And I don't think they're going to be right back next year where they were this year. But let's say they go out and win 11 games and they you know, put up a fight against Ohio State, maybe beat Ohio State or not. I think there are going to be a lot of Michigan fans who go, yeah, it's all forgiven if you win games. I don't really care. Right? I mean, that... They will put that out of mind very quickly. But if he goes back to being the Jim Harbaugh he has been prior to this year at Michigan, a lot of those fans will say, great, now you did all that. We know you didn't really want to be here. You were turned down for what you wanted to do, which was go back to the NFL. And now you're back here and you're just mediocre again. Well, that's, that's the thing like, that I don't understand. What, you know, for all the, the articles that we saw this year where Jim Harbaugh's vindicated and Michigan's patience in Jim Harbaugh has been vindicated. Like, do you, if you were going to Vegas, you had to put money on this. You think this is the Michigan that you're going to see from now on? Maybe it is. Maybe we're all just stupid sure. and we're wrong, but that's a pretty big leap of faith, isn't it? Of course it is. And I, I think you can easily point to the reason Michigan their their season would have been considered a pretty good year had they not beaten Ohio State. But I don't think there would be these rapturous discussions about how Michigan got it right. There'd be some annoying journalists who'd be like, well, you know, technically they won 10 games. They're pretty good. That, that would not have happened 
nearly as much as it did if they lose that game to Ohio State. And why do they lose to Ohio State? Is it because Jim Harbaugh's unlocked the secret code to beating Ryan Day and he's in his head and all this other stuff? Maybe. Or is it because Ohio State just didn't have a defense out of, like, nowhere? They just, the last couple years, defense fell off significantly, and then Ohio State spent this entire offseason getting in, like, not only a new defensive coordinator and shuffling the coaches in that regard, but also going out and getting, like, that coach's favorite player from the team he was coaching at and bringing that dude in as a leader to come help lead this defense went out and got the number one recruit at linebacker to fix the linebacking position which has been a huge issue I don't know if it'll work right but Ohio State's done pretty much everything to say yeah last year where you beat us and it sucked that was because our defense sucked we we're fixing we're throwing everything at that problem to fix it we're still going to have our ridiculous offense we're still going to have our Heisman trophy level quarterback and uh, a bunch of wide receivers who are going to make plays all over the field so good luck with all that michigan what what is harbaugh doing in response missing signing day like being yeah. kind of awol for the last month if you think that's a sign that he's just going to come back next year hit the ground rolling and nothing's going to miss Good luck with that. I don't think that's the way it works. And why are we surprised that this interview in Minneapolis, Minneapolis was apparently weird, right? I mean, this guy's weird. He hasn't been in the league for seven years, and he's only gotten weirder. He's gotten older and weirder in that time frame. I, could, I wish I could see video of this because I don't know who's conducting this interview, if it's ownership or one of the other suits they have there, but I can just see them asking the question, so, Jim... Uh, what do you bring to this job if we decide to hire you as Vikings' new head coach? And he probably stares off into space, thinking about what a human would say in this scenario, <laughs> and say something like, well, you know, um, the stars aligned, and uh, take me to the rocket ship, and I'm here for you. You know, so what, something the ultimate warrior would say back, right, back exactly. in the day, right? Yes. And then yes. they're looking at him like, okay... All right, so have you thought about who would be on your staff if we were to hire you? Well, you know, I, I know a lot of guys. I know a lot of guys. I could, I could see him saying things like, it won't be a problem. I'll be able to fill that out. No problem. Like, I could, if the reports are true that he kind of went in thinking, I'm going to get this job, so I just have to do this as a formality, and then yeah. they went in saying, um, we really need to know what your plan is, knowing from what we've seen of Jim Harbaugh from press conferences and everything else, he doesn't do well when he's suddenly on the spot and he's not expecting to get the tough questions. When you put him in that situation, he looks weird. He doesn't react well. He's not good at that. So I can see that being part of the issue was he probably seemed a bit aloof to them. The other thing with Jim Harbaugh, does he not strike you as, you know, like a let's say there's a guy who's really good at chemistry who ends up becoming a chemistry professor. Maybe early in his career he was a little more able to relate to non-chemistry people and non-academics, but get him into a situation where he knows this is what you're going to do for the next 30 years is just teach this chemistry class at this, you know, university. The guy probably is a little more eccentric and weird at the end of those 30 years. You know what I mean? That's where Jim Harbaugh strikes me is once he figures out, yeah, I'm just going to be college football coach guy and they're really never going to fire me and I'll just kind of be here forever, he lets himself become more eccentric and weird. He he stops doing all the things that helped him be a little more relatable in the NFL. So, yeah, that's that's what you're getting now, and I don't think that changes. 
couple other uh, nuggets for you. Buckeyes were supposed to play Iowa tonight. Hawkeyes couldn't get here yesterday because of a mechanical issue with their plane. They couldn't get here this morning because of weather. They'll have to reschedule that game. You know, you heard Timmy talking about it in the Sports Center where EJ Liddell went on social media and said, can't catch a break. And I'm sure that's how this team feels right now. Ryan Day says he has no interest in leaving Columbus. He was doing an interview with the Big Ten Network yesterday. They asked him about his name popping up for NFL jobs, and he said he loves it here, and if he were going to take another job, he would have to do it by himself because his family's not leaving Columbus. He loves it so much here, and they love it here. And I do believe him. Look, you and I tend to you know, be on the cynical side of things, and I can see maybe down the road, 10 years down the road, if he has success here, wins national champion, championships here, he would still be young enough at that point. Maybe there's an itch that he wants to scratch being an NFL head coach, and he moves on. But I don't think we're close to that. I I never got that vibe from him that as soon as he became the prettiest girl to dance, he'd be out the door looking for better things. Yeah, I mean, I guess where I see things going differently for Ryan Day is if it's another two or three years here and he's won a national championship. <laughs> I don't know if you could hear that. What happened? My two-year-old is two-year-olding right now and just oh. shrieking. And <laughs> all right, we actually do a little exercise with her every day to say when Daddy's on the air, and she goes, "Shh." I guess she's forgotten that today. Anyway, well, she was excited about Ryan Day staying in Columbus. She is. She's, she's thrilled. She's hearing the news for the first time. But now, all I was going to say, Ryan Day is just. I see two or three years they win a national championship, and maybe he gets really close to another one, and then it something happens and they lose in a national title game. And then he gets an offer that he just can't refuse for a great team with everything you want. I could see maybe then his situation changing a little bit, but yeah, I don't think that's where we are right now. And I don't think, I think you would have heard a lot more this offseason if it was the case that he was really interested in leaving. Let's wrap it up, Teddy. Common Man and T Bones, the rundown. The rundown. I have a story here that will make blood shoot out of Leanna's eyes. Yes. Leanna's eyes. Oh, I can't wait. That'll be great. I will share it with you coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. That's where blood's supposed to go. Watch out for an accident on I-70 eastbound after US-33. Plan on some slowdowns in that area as traffic begins to build. About a 10 to 15 minute backup in the meantime, and please use caution. Traffic report is sponsored by Audible. Make this the winter of you with Audible. Listen to the best of what you love, from comedy to wellness to the latest bestsellers. Find it all at Audible with audiobooks, exclusive originals, and popular podcasts. Start listening free when you sign up at audible.com. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for Care, Heating, and Cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean-out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. No college education and it shows. You're listening to Common Man and T-Bone. Hello? Would you rather Thursday send in your would you rather tweets at manandbone971. This story is just for Leanna. I hope she's listening. She's always listening. Leanna hates Jeff Bezos. Hates Jeff Bezos. So I saw this story today. A Dutch port city 
will dismantle a historic bridge to allow room for Jeff Bezos' super yacht to pass through this summer, and locals are not happy. So this old-ass bridge in, uh, in the Netherlands, they're going to take this thing down because Jeff Bezos has ordered a super yacht from this uh, company in the Netherlands. They, they're building it for him. How much money do you think he paid for this yacht? Oh, uh Hundreds of millions of dollars, right? Four hundred and eighty-five million dollars for right. Bezos's super yacht, and you know, just because you know, rich people they they bend over backwards for him. They're just going to take down this bridge so the yacht can fit through. Jeff Bezos is paying for them to take down the bridge and reconstruct the bridge. the uh, The mayor of the city said that this is actually a good thing because it creates. Jobs for the community, and the bridge will be quickly rebuilt to its original form afterward. I don't know if that's a bunch of gobbledygook. You know, if Jeff Bezos is paying the mayor's office a lot of money to take down this bridge, and the local government is saying, oh, yeah, it's good for jobs, when in reality it's good for their own pocketbooks. I have no idea, but $485 million, let them live. Here's what I would be doing if I were the, and maybe that's what this mayor is doing, and maybe that's why he's saying it's a good deal. I would be saying, oh, yeah, um, well, in addition to the physical demands that it, you know would be placed on us to dismantle this bridge and the actual cost of that, there's also a bunch of other things we need to fix around here. And since this is going to you know, divert time and effort away from those other projects, you're going to have to pay a premium to do that and then use that money to go fix the other problems. You know what I mean? Like... Maybe have a couple of Jeff Bezos avenues as well <laughs> that get, you know, refurbished. Maybe you were going to do that out of the city budget. Now that just comes out of his pocket. If that's the way they get it done, yeah. I, I mean, I can't imagine, though, because I assume this bridge must be used. I don't know if this is a... Is this a railway bridge or is it a... I don't know. I didn't read that far. Okay. Well, if it's a bridge that people have to drive over every day, could you imagine your commute is dismantled? Imagine if you work at an Amazon hub... And you have to use that bridge to drive to work, and it's all because Bezos is getting a new yacht. How green how- you think that yacht is, too, by the way? All these big-time companies want to outdo themselves about how, oh, we're carbon neutral, we're greener than you, all this other crap. Bezos has got a 500-foot yacht. He's sending rockets into fake space, and they're touting how green they are all the time. Yeah, you don't want to know my thoughts on Jeff Bezos. I think no, Leanne, I, I Leanne do. and I would be... We you quite and Leanna can on that. host a podcast together, and then at the end of it, he'll have you both killed. I t- yeah, I'll tell you this. I don't think Jeff Bezos or anyone is equipped to handle the amount of money that he made. Like that That's what I think. I genuinely think human our human brains are not evolved enough to handle whatever hundreds of no, billions of dollars know, he's worth. But do you know what most sane people would do? I know I'm saying sane, but... You know what I mean? Most people don't get to be Jeff Bezos because most people say at a certain point, all right, well, I've built this company into something, and there's this other big company, bigger company, that wants to pay me a lot of money for it, so I will cash out and go either start something else or just go live on a private island by myself and not have to worry about it. Jeff Bezos is not interested in any of that. Jeff, If he was, he would have cashed out a long time ago. Jeff Bezos is interested in power. That's what he's interested in. That's right. And that's what I'm saying is it no human being should possess that amount of power. Like we're not we're not smart enough 
I don't care how smart he thinks he is. You're not smart enough to have $100 billion or more. And that goes for Elon Musk or anyone else that gets that level of money. It doesn't make sense. Your brain is just sitting there going, I've been successful at everything I've done. I will go to space. And it's like, no, that's stupid. You're dumb. That takes hundreds of thousands of people to make that effort go. No, I can do it because I'm Jeff Bezos. Like, this is how you become Lex Luthor. I mean, the guy literally is turning into him by the day. Him or Elon Musk, one of the two, are our modern day they're, Lex Luthor. They're trying Luthor. to out Luthor each other. They are. They yes, exactly right. That's why those guys in the comic books became like they did. They had too much money and power. And they didn't know what to do with it, so they become super villains. That's in villains. That's what Jeff Bezos is turning into. So. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have an Amazon Prime order that is coming any moment. <laughs> I was going to say, we're, we're I mean, a bunch I'm, of hypocrites because we use the product. You are know, we, I'm, are I'm we right hypocrites or are we just participating in this weird landscape that exists? And there's, it's like, yeah, or I, I mean, I could drive somewhere or I could just have it shipped to my house. I can't deny yeah. that it's a useful service, but I can't say that I am very happy with the guy who leads the whole thing. Uh, Ryan Day dropped a nugget on us earlier in the week that seven banks would not be returning to the program. Today, he put a little thing out on social media and announced that he has entered the portal. So you and I were wondering if he was going to take his chance in the NFL. Didn't seem to make much sense. I know there were people last offseason that said, oh, he could be a first-round pick if he does this and this. Well, he didn't do this and this. Yes, he has measurables, but there's no way on earth he would be a first-round pick late-round guy at best, and now we know he's going to go play college football someplace else next year. Yeah. isn't um, I, I was just thinking of this as far as going to the NFL, right? Like Noah Brown has been playing meaningful minutes for the Dallas Cowboys, and remember when he was at Ohio State and had some moments and we thought this dude could be a real player, you know? And then it just never really panned out for him here, and he took his chance, went to the NFL, I mean, he's, he's found a career that's all right, you know, right. going to the NFL. I'm saying that's not as bad when we think about what seven banks, oh, he could have been a first round pick. But now if he were to try to go to the NFL, I don't think that's like a terrible idea. You, you have a lot of measurables. I'm sure he has a lot of talent. We didn't see it on display here, but get him in the right system, get the right coaches around him and maybe it works. It's, it's weird that. That question that was just dropping like, yeah, he's not going to be with us next year. And there was no follow up by the local media or anything. It's like, well, why is he transferring? Is he going to the NFL? What are you talking about? Like, it's it's weird how that situation is handled. But I could see Seven Banks not this not being the end of his story. I think he does have a lot of talent, and eventually it may show up, and he may be able to let everybody see what he can do. Would you rather is coming up next. Common Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic from the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good evening. Watch out for an accident on I-70 eastbound after US-33. It is causing slowdowns in that area. Please be careful over here as traffic continues to build. You are going to find about a five-minute slowdown in the meantime. This traffic report is sponsored by Mucinex 12-Hour. Mucinex DM's bi-layer tablet allows for immediate and extended release, relieving both wet and dry coughs and loosening chest congestion for 12 hours. Mucinex is your trusted partner to help relieve cough and chest congestion and get your body back in control. Available at Walmart. Solidarity with the proletariat. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot 
and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Pondering life's stupid questions. What if uh, C-A-T really spelled dog? It's time for Would You Rather. The best Would You Rather gets a $50 gift card to Pecan Pennies. Pecan Pennies and the Walrus are thanking firefighters, nurses, teachers, or anyone with a badge. Show your badge, any badge, to receive an employee discount. Let me also tell you, Common Man and T-Bone brought to you by Hinder Motorsports here on The Fan. See, Teddy? Mm. Yep, just for you. Are you ready, Bone? I am ready. Uh, Mike says, my guys. Oh, yes! 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 We got it, baby! We got it! Woo! Would you rather have a sports-only what-if machine, which has the ability to see and change events, or would you rather be allowed to play what's in the bag at any fast food drive-thru? I'd much rather have the sports only what if machine. My goodness, like yeah, me too. I, Quite I mean, frankly, I, I've been playing what's in the bag a lot lately, just because there's been some incompetence when I go to the uh, the drive through. I'm not disappointed. I enjoy whatever's in the bag, but it's been yeah. happening to me a lot. Yeah, I would definitely. I would go back as a Mets fan. I'd want to see what happened if Carlos Beltran didn't leave his bat on his shoulder for three straight you. pitches against Adam Wainwright and the Cardinals. But whatever, that's just me. I mean. I get, I yes. There's hundreds of those I'd like to go investigate. Mitch says, "My guys, that wasn't a doink. That was a dong." <sighs> Would you rather lose on an Olympic track at 50 miles an hour with no guarantee of safety, or lose at whatever speed you like naked on national TV? Well, that's the problem for everybody else, not me. Yeah, I'll take the naked. By the I'm way, not- the losers go like 90, not 50. No, I, I guess he's just saying, like, even at 50, you're not guaranteed of safety, which, no. I I don't know. I, I assume you're either going... I didn't know you could modulate the speed of the luge. You know what I mean? Like, once you're on that puppy, you're on it. I, so, I don't think you can. That's what I'm saying. So, But if there was a way to, like, cruise down it... Yeah, they have, at the end, right? Don't they pull up on oh, a little... Oh, that's right. Thing, they they may- or they just pull up on the back of the sled or something. They, they always sit up and do... Or they just put their feet down. I don't know. Well, I don't know. Who cares? Uh, Braden says, you have to be a celebrity's live-in personal assistant for two years. You can choose Bjork during any two years of her adult life. Or would you rather choose Mark Wahlberg during the two years he was Marky Mark with the Funky Bunch? <laughs> I would choose Marky Mark because, you know, he was getting a lot of poon back then, and he can't possibly have all of them. He'd, he'd toss a couple to me. So... <laughs> That's what I'm looking forward to. Marky Mark's sloppy seconds. Are you kidding? I would I would choose Bjork in a Get second. Get out of here. You're out yeah. of your mind. I would. And then I'd have and I'd have get plenty my, of stories. I'd have plenty of stories from the Bjork time that would lead to other things. And yeah, it'd be great. I'd I'd be happy to have that. 614 Sports Guys says my guys. <laughs> Would you rather have to dry clean, fold, and press out every single pair of Jim Harbaugh's khakis every day, or have to be Dave Portnoy's best friend? <laughs> khaki, That's khaki, khaki duty. <laughs> khaki. You know what? I don't even want Dave Portnoy's oh. sloppy seconds. I don't even dude, want his. Marky Marks, dude, I'll take. I'll tell you, man. Between him and Joe Rogan, 
They got some, they got some issues between those two guys, man. Got to sort them out. No. Uh, Nap says, Common man, would you rather throw up once or eat T-bone out of a vat of corn pudding once a week? Mm. Corn pudding. First you of all, I, lo- I love corn pudding. You wouldn't want to throw up no, one I don't, time? No, I don't vomit. I do no, I not you've vomit. Said, you've said that. I will like, pass it's a out thing. and die. But what is... So you've never vomited? No, you've vomited before, right? Not like a long time ago? Sophomore in high school. Sophomore in high school was the last time I vomited. And what was so bad about it? Other than... I mean, well, I, I know hate what's... It. I hate the feeling. My capillaries and my eyes and blood vessels burst because I was heaving so violently. No, I hate... I will die! I will die before I vomit. You know everyone hates vomiting, but no, like, we get over it. No, some people like it. They get a high from it. They what? love puking. <laughs> okay. Most people don't like vomiting. I'm just telling you. All right, it's my would you rather. Why are I you yelling it. at me? Because you're, you're bizarre. You just have, to, crazy. You have to stand there and I have to eat That's things bizarre. from your you're thighs. You're bizarre. Zach says, my guys. There is no delay of game. We didn't let the team go because we were stretching out balls. Uh, would you rather poop a 30-foot tapeworm or stupid Brad becomes your stepdad <laughs> and takes his new role of father figure very seriously, <laughs> having a catch, teaching you the birds and the bees, etc., even when you're in your 40s? Oh, that's pretty you know, the, ta- the tapeworm is just one time. That's just one bad experience. Well, that's I what I was saying about vomiting. No. And you didn't seem to go with that. No. Uh, yeah, I would I would just want to get that out and be done with it. Sorry, stupid Brad slash sticker Brad. I'd say sticker uh, Brad, but we don't have a no, store, so Brad. you have to be stupid Brad now. What is he doing now if he's not putting stickers in the mail? I, good question. Good I question. Know. Who knows? David asks, would you rather sit in a 10-hour interview with Jim Harbaugh or have Hugh Jackson coach your football team for the next 10 years? Again, I'd, well, I'd like the story. 10 hours. Yeah, 10 hours of Jim Harbaugh, and then you come out and go talk to the athletic or start a blog. You got material for days and days and days. The content would be insane. Andrew says, my guys. Once again, just the tip has to get over. <laughs> would you rather drive to Detroit in the icy white death to save Leanna from overeating pizza or survive air travel to Florida today at John Glenn? To watch Rimmer getting mauled by his yappy dogs, they're yapper dogs. But good well, I'm just I'm reading I, I like, I'm reading no, the I, tweet. I, know. Um, I would like to see Rimmer eaten to death by his little tiny dogs. <laughs> you would risk air travel for that? Yeah, I would. I would. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think it would be. I, I would probably to help Leanna out. Like he's getting mauled, he's not going to die, right? Leanna, I don't know. Oh, that's your that's your call. Okay. Uh, Leanna, I, I thought, so did Leanna overeat or did she like choke on the pizza? What was happening? What What do you mean? She choked? I didn't hear this. No, no, no. What What is the would you rather? I'm I don't sure know. I don't she's think it's gonna, based in reality. Oh, I, well, no, I'm saying if she's going to die of eating pizza, I would no, want to save Leanna from she dying. Has, she has a tummy ache. Oh, well, then all right. Sorry, you got to rub her tummy and no, bring her some fine. Alka-Seltzer. She's fine. She knows how to do that. She's a big girl. She'll Colin says, would you rather DoorDash in the White Death with Dan Dockage all day? Lord Jesus. <laughs> or do play-by-play with Bill Walton during uh, doing color, and at halftime he <laughs> slips the peyote in all your right. drink? I'm going on a trip with Bill Walton. Let's go. See I what trust happens. Bill to give me the good yeah, stuff. He's going to know what's what's working and he's what's not. He's not going to kill me. He knows his doses. No, of course not. Dockage would be like, yeah, we can make it through that. And then into a snowplow we go. Like, no. I'd... By the way, I heard him on with 
Rothman and Ice earlier today. You can go check yeah. it out on their podcast. And what he was, was that, like a forty-eight minute interview. Yeah, he was criticizing Bill Walton and saying like, "I hope he calls the game, doesn't talk about peyote all the time." It's like, I, then Doc, it's that's why you suck because Bill Walton talking about peyote is exactly what I want to hear when I'm watching a Pac-12 basketball game. All right, pick a winner. Um, I'm gonna go with. Who was it that said, stupid Brad becoming your stepdad? I think that's a pretty good one. All right, whoever the hell that was. That was Zach. There you go, gets Zach. Gets the $50 gift card song of the day today. Teddy has to play it because I'm not there. It is Animal by Pearl Jam. 1993 was released as a single in 94. The album which it appears is Versus. Pearl Jam's second album. It is my favorite album they've ever done and one of my favorite albums ever. Animal peaked at number 21 on the mainstream chart. Versus sold 7.5 million copies in the U.S. alone. Those numbers are astonishing when you realize that Pearl Jam wasn't known for crossover appeal or top 40 success. Bone, can you name me their highest charting song in the Hot 100 ever. What do you think was their most popular I, song? I, I have no idea. No clue. I mean, there are so uh, many. Even Flow, right? Yeah, Jeremy. Uh, Jeremy, so, yeah. So many good Pearl Jam songs that we hear all the time. Their most popular crossover song was Last Kiss, a cover song from the 60s that made it to number two. Interesting. Yes, I would never have guessed that. No, I wouldn't have either. All right, this song is called Animal. Let's listen to it for five seconds, and I'll shut up. Animal. From 1993. Thank you, Teddy, for playing that for me. Today. I will say this: I like all the, I like you know their their main hits and all that stuff. But I can. This is the this is the song I get down with. Like this is more where I like. It is a terrific song. Yeah. Terrific song. Back page coming up. Common Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic from the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good evening. You'll find an earlier accident has cleared from I-70 eastbound after US-33. All lanes have reopened in that area. And now watching a crash on I-70 downtown split eastbound at the 71 east split. Traffic is slow from the 71-315 west split as it recovers in that area. Traffic report is sponsored by Ace Hardware West Jefferson now hiring. Looking for a long-term career? Ace Hardware is now hiring. They're recruiting for CDL truck drivers in the West Jefferson Distribution Center. They offer great pay and benefits with a $10,000 sign-up bonus. Apply now at acehardware.com. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care, make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Buckeye Show coming up at the top of the hour. The fine host of the Buckeye Show, your friend and mine, Timmy Hall. Hello, Timmy. Oh, you guys, man bone. 
you had a moment today. You had a moment today. I did. I did. I'll tell um, you what, buddy. I've heard mm-hmm. you with your share of Sports Center mishaps, whether it's out of breath or sound bites not right. Not all of those yeah. things are your fault, but when you ran out of time at the end of that Sports Center and realized you could not get the sponsor read in, the dejected sound in your voice was unbelievable. <laughs> and then you followed it up with an audible, what did you say, oh God? Or, oh God. I oh think. God. And you know what? I, I also, I commend you for not swearing, because that's where I thought you were going to go. I thought we were going to get a Tim Hall swear on the air. My goodness. And, that, and you know, let's be honest, Panama Ted would not have hit the dump button. No, because no, no, no. That no, would have no, been no. my ouster. That would have been my unceremonious oh, man. ouster gone. We can finally get rid of him. Oh, I don't know where that dump button is. Yeah, it's, that's, that's one of those moments, Timmy, that we've all been there and had it. It's worse, I guess, when you're in the studio because then you have to stare at all your coworkers as it happens. At least here you're at home. We're all working from home today because of the snow and ice. What so. are you staring at, Timmy? What's your... Uh... What's your gaze on? What are you What are you talking about? What am I staring at? Well, well you're, at the, you're at the house. Home. Where, what do you got? You're, you're in front at home. Of you? You're looking at something. Are you looking oh. at a wall? Just a wall? Oh, okay, it was a, it was a literal question. I I didn't know where we were going with that. I've got the Pebble Beach Pro Am on the TV. I'm in like a little office basement. So we stuck Jack's electronic drum kit in here. So I got that. I sort of rearranged some things. And I've got my 1976 Ramza WR-133 that powers my equipment. And then I've got a brick that's plugged into that, which gives me the connection to you guys. That's about that it. Was it was very set up. What was the thing you just, a Ramza? Ramza. Is, I don't know what, what the hell that? he's talking about. Yeah. You, you guys the, are into the, that was you the, guys are into the names from, of all these things. Pharaoh from uh, Ten Commandments, right? Ramsey. Ramsey's. That, that's, yeah. right. Oh, Ramsey's. that's right. No, but I've I've never heard of a Ramza. <laughs> yeah, it's quite a large console. It used to be, used to be Ohio State women's basketball was run out of this bad boy. Oh right man, think about oh, all the moments. Okay. Think about mm. all the all the Jim shots. Foster moments. Maybe Katie yes. Smith. Maybe. You know, uh, we called her action with this thing. I did see a little something about OSU women's basketball that I meant to bring to your guys' attention. I'll bring it up now. Did you see that they hit one of the uh, highest ratings ever for a women's basketball game? No. On, yeah. Is it the Iowa game? Did yeah, the, the game? Iowa game, which was a great oh, game, man. by the way. 92-88, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a phenomenal game, but uh, Big Ten Network tweeted out that on Monday... They delivered the most watched regular season women's basketball game in Big Ten Network history. That's awesome. So, oh, good for them. I mean, the number is uh, 164,000 viewers, which is you know pretty high for them. Well, who so, cares? That's a record for them. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. I saw OSU well, women's basketball tweeted that out. So way to go, guys. Way to get the eyeballs out there and, and check out Ohio State women's basketball. They're doing well, a little bit better this season than you know what what I saw last game I went to. But that was the Indiana game where they kind of got smoked. But yeah, they've been putting forth some good efforts here of late. You and the girls, I know, are really enjoying that team. And I watched a little bit of that game. And Taylor, Mike Sell, like we, we've known about J.C. Sheldon. She's been doing her thing for a couple of years. But Mike Sell just became eligible this year. She transferred. She had a couple plays in that game. I'm, I'm not kidding, man. If people haven't paid attention to the team, they have two players, Sheldon and Mike Sell, that will drop 20 or 30 on any given night and the playmaking they're they're phenomenal right now yeah they're it's it's really fun man if you if you haven't got out to an osu women's basketball game just get there early enough to watch warm-ups i mean they're they're ridiculous how good these these girls can shoot it's it's unbelievable like they are they're yeah they're a lot of fun to watch and 
yeah, I hope a lot more people get out and check out their game. We're hoping to go, I think it's the 20th of February is when they play Wisconsin. I think that's the game we're going to, but... Yeah, definitely get out there and watch the Buckeyes. And now you can drink a soda while you watch the oh, yeah. concessions. <laughs> concessions right. are back. Well, What's I con- did. Uh, I did. I, th- I think they're going to start charging like three hundred dollars for a hot dog, though, to make up for some of the lost <laughs> revenue. So right. be prepared. What's coming up on the Buckeyes show tonight, Timmy? Coming up tonight, we'll uh, have some football digressions with Tim May of Letterman Row. That's at 633. Looking forward to talking to our guy at 719, Joe Gemma. He is in the photography and social media department for Buckeye Men's Basketball and some of those great, hilarious social media videos that they put out. He's one of the guys behind the scenes there. So we'll talk to him. And we got Antonio Pittman breaking some things down for the full two hours. Buckeye Show, top of the hour, right here on The Fan. Back page, hit it. The Back Page. The Back Page. With Common Man and T-Bone. Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call 1-800-COOLING. Bone. Uh, Well, man, I saw this story. Well, actually, let me go before we get to the story. 29 years ago today, a movie came out. I don't know if either of you guys have ever seen this. Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey. Did you guys oh, ever yeah. watch that movie? I the don't animals. know if I've seen it. I, that I've is the, heard of it. It's the movie with uh, two dogs and a cat, and of course they're voiced by some pretty famous actors. Michael, Michael J. Fox, J. Fox, right? Don yeah, Amici and Sally Field. Yep, that premiered in theaters on this day in 1993, so... Yeah, if you've never seen it, if you've got kids, it's on, I think, Disney+. Plus. Is there sure. more to this story, or you just really like this movie? No, I saw it came out 29 oh, years right. ago today. I, thought, I said, I before I get more. to this, this day I said, thing. yeah, before I get to this story, this movie came out 29 years ago today. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. It's a good All right. movie. Okay. All right. Now on to the uh, story. Charles Barkley, if you are a fan of his, well, good news if you plan on watching the NBA All-Star Game, because TNT has said they are going all in with Charles Barkley. Uh, no more Marv Albert. Uh, so they have been looking for different hosts who are going to, you know, be like the number one guy. Kevin Harlan usually is the guy who gets the call for TNT on their biggest games. He and Reggie Miller, but they are adding Barkley to that mix for the All Star game. So he will actually be doing the play by play or the analysis of the game, which I don't know. I haven't heard Charles do a lot of analysis. You know what I mean? Like he does it in the studio setting, but not during the game. I think that could yeah. actually be quite fun. And I'm sure some of the guys will probably pop over and say something to him during the game, too. So that could be interesting. Buckeye Show is next. Be safe out there. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good evening. Watch out for an accident on I-70 downtown split eastbound at the 71 east split. It is causing heavy slowdowns in that area, blocking the right side. Traffic is slow from the 71 315 west split in this area. Please be very careful over here, guys. Traffic is beginning to build. This traffic report is sponsored by Rumpke Waste and Recycling. New year, new career. Rumpke Waste and Recycling is now hiring new and seasoned CDL drivers age 19 and up. Family owned and operated. Rumpke offers tuition reimbursement, home might new the routes, and recession resistant career. Apply now at RumpkeCareers.com. Equal opportunity employer restrictions apply. I'm Leanna Ray with and traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the care creed. 
with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. The Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM, HD1 Columbus, the fan. Hey, Common Man here. I know what you're thinking. This guy again. But we have some special bonus stuff for you. Sponsored, of course, by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. One is angry. The other one is bald. What do you think I mean, bald? Here's man and bone. I want to point something out. All right. I too would be bald if I don't if I didn't take these pills every single day. <laughs> I've been taking the Propecia pills or whatever the generic is called now. Yeah. For almost 20 years. It's called amateur Pecia. <laughs> I didn't think about it for a second. Good job. <laughs> and I'm so terrified that if I stop taking these pills. Like, my hair will just fall out in one day. All of it. Yeah. Well, it's funny because we were watching last night. I had the NBA games on and uh, ESPN. I'm trying to remember who was alongside uh, Richard Jefferson. I wanted, Richard I Jefferson. Yes. Uh, maybe. I don't remember. It's one of the bald guys that does ESPN broadcast, whatever. And so Richard Jefferson is obviously shaved head. This guy also shaved head, you know, probably trying to forestall the inevitable. And Melissa's like, wow, man. Everybody's just, you know, out here not embracing their baldness. And I'm like, you're, I, I too shave. Like, I don't let it grow long. I don't have like the, you know, coconut with a Hulu skirt on it. Like, no, I'm not going to do you that. Need a different look. And you can't shave it all the way. No, you I can't be totally bald. You look like a clan member. Thanks. You, thanks. you would. I, you would look like a total I clan mean, member if you were totally bald. I would think you look like a clan member if you show up with a hood on. Like, that makes you... Yeah, but don't you just stop What it am now. I supposed to do? I'm bald. Like, I just... You have that look to you. A fat white guy who's bald. No, Is there that are it? other white people who can pull it off. I'm just <laughs> saying that that's not something you could pull off. I don't think. No, I have, like, shaved it all the way down. It's too much maintenance. That's I don't know if people realize that's a lot of shaving. That is you got to do it every day. Yeah, oh yeah, to get the to get the cue ball look. Yeah, like I have the stubble going, and sometimes it gets a little longer. Then I have to shave it back down. But the the cue ball polished dome thing that's a whole nother level. Like of Stanley commitment. Tucci. Stanley Tucci is a white guy, but he can pull off the shaved head look without you looking at Stanley Tucci like oh he's going to burn a cross on somebody's lawn. But you're you, saying, I, I think you're people saying get the wrong impression. You would accuse me of it even though you know me and know I would never do right. something like that. I that's, know, I know, I've known you the, for years. That's bad. But I would just yell well, racist at you and run away. Well, I'm glad I don't shave my head all the way down then. Is it okay where it is now? Because well, I'm fine wanna, now. Okay, good. I yeah, just want to make sure. like every other fat soccer-loving yes, guy. Good. Right I, don't, <laughs> I don't want to give off any vibes that are not accurate. So, good. All right. A special thank you for consuming all the stupidity we can safely shove down your gullet. Come back for more podcasts. And again, the podcast is sponsored by our friends because they pay us. Care, heating, and cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. Stop listening now. The podcast is over. Turn it off. Go do something. (laughs) 